Form the chain of brotherhood, he commanded. He turned to survey his bold warriors. Each individual looked to left and right, memorizing the faces of the warrior on either side. A low murmuring filled the chamber as each dwarf told his neighbors his name. In this way the fallen would be remembered by his comrades, and the names of the dead would be preserved for the Book of Grudges. It was simply ritual. Every dwarf in each regiment knew the names of all his fellows. Only if an entire regiment were slain to the last dwarf would all the names be lost. So welcome to the sixth episode of Dimensional Cascade podcast coming at you from the dungeon and shoreline. Mm -hmm. We have a reduced crew tonight, the hardcore of the Dimensional Cascade. Uh, I'm Aiden and I have with me... Ricky. Tom. And the empty seat to my right. No Taylor, who is unfortunately suffering from Warhammer Lurgy right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We got a special episode today, um, so we're going to be mostly focused on the dwarf book. Uh, we're going to go through the the whole book, talk about the army, talk about our our thoughts and our experiences with them. Yeah, we didn't we didn't rush to it straight after the release because we wanted time to ruminate over the book and really as any dwarf will tell you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't decide, don't Can't do anything too hastily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, we've got um, we've got our. Our pit up, we've got uh, Belagar is facing off against... Uh, his direst challenge so far. Very much so. Sigval the Magnificent, the awfully pretty with his buttless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then in our tournament zone, we're going to talk uh, briefly about Sparkle Party Deathmatch 3, which was just a couple of days ago. Um, we've got a, a small news and rumors section. And then we'll go into straight into the dwarfs and, and spend the rest of the episode talking about the dwarves drooling over dwarfs well I, I don't know if, if i would ever drool over a dwarf <laughs> um but i'd certainly drink a beer with one i think <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> get drunk under the table all right so yeah. let's uh, move swiftly onto the pit the pit the pit the pit though he appears to be little more than 16 summers of age prince sigvald has blighted the world for over 300 years he has defeated warriors twice his size with a contemptuous flick of his rapier. For Sigvald the Magnificent is the chosen son of Slanesh, and his every wish is granted in exchange for an eternity of depravity. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I, I feel a little Ooh. dirty after I, reading that. I, I feel dirty after painting him. It was, it was definitely a yeah. trying experience. All right. Yikes. All right. <laughs> I'm actually rooting for Belagar this time yeah. around. Yeah, I, think I think we're all we, a little sad because we think, think Belagar's going down and we've grown quite fond of him over the last few weeks. Especially given that this is a dwarf episode. But, you know, know. You, nev you never know. He could pull out the most magnificent underdog dwarf victory. Yeah. Yeah. All we, right. We've done a bit of math hammer. And, uh, <laughs> we're known for that. Computed that Sigvald's probably going to win this. But let's, let's see if Belagar can pull it out. Yep. All right, well, um, let's uh, let's just quickly uh, recap the rules for Sigvald, mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know. Okay. Yep. So Sigvald uh, is uh, from the Warriors of Chaos book. Uh, he is a Lord level character. Key stats for today, uh, he's weapon skill 8, strength and toughness 5 with 3 wounds, 5 attacks, and leadership 10. He suffers from stupidity, which is because he spends most of his time looking at himself. In his mirrored shield. Yep. 
<laughs> he's got Eye of the Gods, uh, which doesn't apply today, so I won't go into it. Uh, the Mark of Slanesh. What does the Mark of Slanesh do? Does anybody remember off the top of your head? Immune to psychology. Immune to psychology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that probably won't favor it today either. Nah, he has matter. the Strider rule, um, which again, in the pit, doesn't matter. Uh, he's stubborn. Uh, I don't think we've ever had to take a break test yet, have we? Mm, I think we did yeah. once. That it might come into it. It, it might not. <laughs> Usually people die. Usually people die too fast. Die. Yeah, die because Belagard just <laughs> incarnates them. them. Yeah, uh, the one that might come into it. He suffers from stupidity, but on leadership ten, mm, slim chance. Okay, he's okay. got no BSB though. He's so. got no BSB. Yes. <laughs> well, even if and he even did, if he he's did. not allowed to reroll. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so he has two special rules. One is uh, favored son, which is related to the eye of the gods. And again, we don't need to worry about that for now. Uh, the second one is supreme vanity. He can never re-roll a failed stupidity, stupidity test, nor test using another model's leadership when taking a stupidity test. Gotcha. He's far too self-absorbed. Uh, so the stuff that makes this uh, a, a fight in, in Sigvald's favor are his magic items. Um, Silver Slash, his magic sword, gives him plus two attacks, bringing him up to seven, and gives him ASF. So both he and Belagar will be striking at the same time. Mm, yuck. And then uh, he has magic armor that gives him a two-up armor save and regen. So the it's not good for a strength role. four character. It is not. It mm. is not. And especially given he's tough five, uh, so it's it's it could be a pillow fight. More likely, it's it's going to be quite brutal. All right. And we okay. all know Belagar's rules because he's been in this pit for weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, roll let's for roll for turn. first turn. I'm I'm uh, uh, taking Belagar here, and, and we've got Ricky rolling for Sigvald. Okay, right. so we have uh, we have the models twenty four inches apart. I got a two. Okay, all right. All right so Belagar gets so first turn. Sigvald has moved five or four. Are you Sigvald or are you Belagar? I'm, I'm Belagar. You're Belagar. Okay. I'm Sigvald. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, Sigvald has moved four. All right. Well, I'm just going to move my full six inches directly forward. All right, taking so, us to eighteen inches apart. All right, all Ricky, right. roll your stupidity. With stupidity, yeah. Yep. Oh. I'm fine with the snake Still eyes. Ones, yeah. um, I will move up. Move me up six inches, please. Let's, I can't really reach it. I was let's just see what that does there for we me. Go. All right, that puts you twelve Leaves me away. With a twelve inch charge. Um, um, might be the best Balagal is gonna get. No, I'm gonna move one inch. One inch. Really? Yeah. Really? You're going to give him a nine inch charge? Oh, man. I'm giving okay. him the nine inch charge. All right, let's right. go for stupidity, stupidity again. Test. Stupidity test. Stupidity. All right, I'm fine. And I'm going to take the charge. Okay, fail. All right. All right, what do we got? He's got a three uh, and he fails. Right, so I go forward two Stumbles inches. forward two. All right. All right, we're now nine, nine inches, inches apart. apart. All right, could fail again. this. Yeah. He could fail it. What do I need? I need a, a six. six. Yep. Gotta get a six. Come on, Belagar. He's yeah, in. he's in uh, with an eight. Belagar right. charges. Huzzah! Which is very important here because Belagar is a dwarf, so he gets plus one strength on the charge. Yep. Yeah, and we did forget to do uh, his dwarfy roll to see if he hates him. I'm sure he does. He, he, he has to hate him. He will, he will always <laughs> hate him. And then uh, what else did we need to do with him? I, I don't think, think, we're, I think we're doing anything else with him. Yeah. Yep. So we're both ASF, so we go simultaneously. simultaneously. Yep. So, All right, I'll do... I'll, you roll first. Let's see. I have... How many attacks? Five? Seven. seven. I have seven attacks? Yeah, yeah, five plus two from the sword. Oh, that's not included on this. On the... No, all Chaos Lords are five attacks, and then he gets plus two. I see. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. In a weird sort of way. 
All right, uh, what do I need to hit this guy? Falls? Uh, weapon, weapon skill, skill eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, you need fours. All right. Oh, I um, thought he was weapon skill seven, so that's good. Okay, do I get any reroll? You do no, not. No, because we're both ASF. Okay. Yeah, so uh, you're I three only hits. hit three, three times. Okay. All right. And I am strength, strength five. five. Yep. And tough five. five so, so I need fours, fours to wound. Oh, oh only one, one wound. One wound. Right. Okay, so at strength five, I get a five up armor save. He's not uh, armor piercing. Right? Nope. Okay, five up armor. Failed nope. and a four up board four up from board. the shield. Yeah, uh, makes the four up board. Okay, so board. I got nothing. Okay, okay. Belagar's using is Revenge, it Revenge Incarnate. Revenge Incarnate yeah. to double his attacks up to eight attacks. Come on, Belagar might just blend him right here. He might. He, right. he might do what I just did. Eight attacks. <laughs> I'm going to hit on fours. That is four. Uh, four. And uh, I get a reroll. No, that's three. I get three. Yeah. And you get a reroll. I get a reroll because I. Hate Sigvold. Um, Everyone hates Sigvold. Yeah. Six hits all together. Ends up with six hits. That's really hard not to Five, so wounding on uh, fours. One, two, three wounds. Three wounds. wounds. strength five. Okay, so your two up armor save goes to a four up. I'm going to get a four up, four up. Four Four up, four up. All right, let's see. I get more snake eyes. Oh, ah, three saves off the bat. Three eyes, three All right, it's now Belagal's bone. Uh, um, well, no, hang on. I, so he charged, charged, so I lose by one. But you're stubborn. You're stubborn. So okay. it's on a ten. I pass. Yeah, pass right. on okay. an eight. Okay. Round two. Ding, Round ding. two. All right. Uh, Take it away, Ricky. Seven attacks. Seven attacks. Um, when does he need to roll on the eye of the gods? Only when you kill somebody. When you kill okay, somebody. so that's not gonna matter because then he, matter, but he gets an attack every time he does because he automatically gets that one result, right? Yes, yes, okay. but it, it's not gonna matter. So, so okay, seven so attacks. seven attacks. I swing. Oh, Ooh, nice. That's five hits this time. Five attack. hits this time. That's jeez, my dice are doing really well. <laughs> okay, can I wound? Oh, oh five, five wounds. wounds. Five wounds. All right. Ouch. Brutal. So five for five. On a five up. I uh, save one. on, and then on four up. Four up, parry with that shield. Oh, three parries. Three saves, okay, so down to two three wounds. Three saves, I should say. Three yeah. saves, down to two wounds on Belagar. Yeah. All right. Hitting back with just four attacks. Uh, no hits, no rerolls this time. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. no. Okay. All right, All keep right. them coming. All right, here we All go right, again. Signal. There's seven. Uh, seven dice. And here we go. Wow, Ricky. Uh, why oh can't I ever roll like this? <laughs> <laughs> That's that six, six hits. hits off the seven dice. Yeah. And four of them are sixes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, that's just insane. Okay, that's better. Uh, three, three, three wounds. wounds. Okay, on a five up armor save, nothing. Yeah. And uh, on a four up ward save. All three, oh, triple all sixes. Three sixes. sixes. All right. Nice. All right, Belagal is hitting back for this four. Okay, three hits, three hits this, this time. time. This time only wounding on five. <laughs> okay. And one, one wound. wound. One wound. Okay. This three one. Up, four You're up. Get three, a three up, four up. Stay on the table, die. You would. Uh, you would. Jeez. Okay. Right, so, keep them coming. Uh, okay. All right. Here does, we uh, go. Does Belagar need to make a break test? Uh, there? Belagar needs to make a break test because he just took a wound. Yeah. yeah but he's stubborn, one. so it's on 10. Oh, yeah. That's on 10 as well. Pass. You're good on a four. All right. Okay. And, and I you rolled. One hit. You rolled one, one hit. hit. All right. And one wound. One wound on a five up armor. No, on a four up ward. No. no. Okay, Belagar down one. to one. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Now Come on, Belagar. Heroic this time. I know. Come on. No, oh, hits. no, no hits. hits. No hits. No hits. You right. gave me the bad dice. 
All right. Another roll, break roll your break test. Break test on a 10 again. He's all right. Oh, double one. All right. Man, like... Oh, okay. Only one hit. Only one, one hit, hit again. Hit. Let's see if I wound. No. I don't wound. Okay, come on, Ellie. You got your chance now. Uh, we two, got two hits so far. Three, three hits. hits. All right. On fives. One wound. One wound. One wound. Three up. No. Fails. Four up. Four up. Fails. Hey. Okay. All right. Wound. Down to two. Break, oh, break test boy. from Sigrid, Break please. test. Stubborn ten. Yep. He's he good passes. on four. All right. All right. I go again, right? Yes, you do. Well, it doesn't really matter. One of us goes, oh, my oh, goodness. God. All the hits. I hit with everything. All Ooh, seven. All, all right. fives and sixes. Goodbye, Belago. I know. It's Here we go. Fun. Okay. Oh. Four wounds. Four wounds. Boy, okay. oh, boy, oh, boy. You got this, Tom. I got this. On a five of Palmer. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. And on a four up, Lord. Come on, all, all four ups. No, oh, he's dead. Oh, he dies. Three of uh, them, but Belagod dies. Uh, Goodbye, brave champion. No. Oh. Now we have Sigvald. We crown a new champion. He so, will not be forgotten. <laughs> he will not. Yeah. His name will go down in history. But right. um, as far as. Uh, I mean, what? There's there's seventy points disparaging. Between yeah, the yeah. Two? So three seventy five yeah. to three oh five. You so. know, he he held in there for quite a while. He did. He's he hard did. to kill. He is hard. Um, but he doesn't have much hitting power beyond no. the first round. Well, he's and, good at blending up like a lot of uh, low toughness stuff. Yeah, and low armor stuff. But yeah. and and that right there is kind of what I feel the dwarf book is. They're they're hard to kill, but they don't. Not much damage output. They're, they don't do a lot of damage output, yep. in my experience with them. So. Okay. It's true. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there real soon. Um, but that wraps up the pit with a sad result for the dwarves and uh, a new Yay champion. for the in, Warriors. Uh, yeah. Sigvald. Yeah. So I don't think Somebody we'll have any. Somebody will avenge you, Belago. I don't think we'll have any shortage of people wanting to take that bugger down. So. <laughs> yeah. News and rumors. Okay. Uh, this week it's more the rumors and news section because we're going to start with a rumor, mm -hmm. uh, only because I'm very slightly a little bit possibly excited. Uh, one of the artists that does commissioned work for Games Workshop, um, I don't even know his name. Darken.com is his, um, uh, is his website. I'm guessing it looks like his his artist name is Darken, so I don't know if that's his last name or if it's his his nom de plume. Uh huh. But uh, he has put a couple of images up from an upcoming Wood Elf supplement, or 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 it could be potentially a novel because the novel is scheduled to come out in May. But I'm guessing that it is for the Wood Elf. It looks Elf book. like classic army book art. It does. Really. Um, so if you, if you haven't seen it, um, uh, it is an image of, uh, on the right hand side, a bunch of dead and dying empire halberdiers, uh, being skewered, being skewered <laughs> at, uh, with enormous spears by, um, stag riding wood elves wearing crazy antlered helmets. And there's a dryad in the foreground, uh, Orion in the background, a tree man even further back. Um, and so many stag riders. Oh my God! Yeah, so enough stag riders that you'd have to believe it's not. Yeah, representing so, heroes on stags. No, but some kind of unit. some kind of unit, yeah. and yeah. and I'm theorizing it's going to be priests of Kurnos or something similar because 
in the book um the books of the like the orion books there's a lot of talk about the priests mm -hmm. and how they are so to, for a bit of context for this rumor what mm -hmm. else have been rumored for may for quite a while quite now. a while yeah um, we've been lacking any Six definitive months. evidence but things this are seems starting to, be the to line first up this little thing this yeah. artwork yeah yep and i've seen some some you know what seems to be more wish listing rumors online i'm not really gonna i don't think it's worth going into those in terms uh, of like what people think the kits are going to be and stuff. yeah exactly yeah um, i think we'll just wait and see what actually happens sure uh, i am going to email my buddy that works at games workshop headquarters and, and ask him to see if he can get me a signed copy of the limited edition book though when it comes out but even even Aiden, who's a big skeptic, is now starting to believe I, that Wood I, Elves are going to be next month. That well, and that Stag Riders are going to happen. The reason that I think it's next month is the the artist said that um, he contacted his art director at Games Workshop, and they gave him the go ahead to post the picture oh, really? online. Yeah, I was wondering. I th I would have thought they wouldn't want any images pub uh, published until they've published them in a book. Or well, something. so that must mean that the books are printed and, mm. and on their way to the distributors. Oh, okay. I've also seen a couple of different independent sources say that the uh, game store retailers are starting to see Wood Elf stuff in their to order lists. Mm. So we'll wait and see. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I'm very excited about that. This is it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um so on the news front, um there's not much from uh, Games Workshop themselves. They re re-updated their website and forgot to include the FAQs when they did so. Um so you can no longer download any of the FAQs, although um that's apparently being remedied as quickly as they can possibly. Okay, cuz when that first happened, there were people like predicting the, the falling of the sky on the forums and stuff like people with no official FAQs everybody's going to be murdering each other over rules and stuff wow 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 exactly the, the sensible heads among them said here's my downloaded copies i've put them up on dropbox or somewhere like that now everybody has them again sure you know? yeah um, right there was just the question of if they don't have if they don't host them on their own website then will they be considered official faqs and down the line in the future yeah, they don't host the sure. books on their website you know? um anyway so, <laughs> so the know. sky's not falling sky's not falling yeah yeah they remain valid yeah um and then for other news um um Mir miniatures have uh, launched a few more figures including um coincidentally a, a wood elven stag wood. rider um, not quite as dynamic and uh, uh, exciting as that picture that we're talking about. Mm. Um, very kind of majestic uh, uh, BSB looking. For me, character. the stag in that model just doesn't quite have the detail. It looks almost like a kind of farm toy or something. Oh, does it? Yeah. The, the wood elf on the back looks pretty badass, but the stag for me didn't really. Huh. Do it. I really like the pose of the stag. I like the I like the um, the dimensions of it. Sure. And it certainly uh -huh. doesn't look like a freaking demented bull like they have at the moment you know at oh, the, yeah. the games the workshop one the one model, the one model yeah. yeah so yeah not much else i think uh at least as far as our diligent research team has been able <laughs> to discover on the news and rumors front anything ricky that you're aware of uh, no nope. no i've been so so engrossed in yeah. our next topic <laughs> um goes to the grindstone on that all right well uh, let's wrap that up quickly and move straight into the tournament zone. Mm -hmm. The tournament zone.
So, Sparkle Party Deathmatch 3, hosted by uh, the ever-wonderful and, and masterfully bearded Ricky Fisher, <laughs> um, was was just two days ago. Um, so, we had a, a, a pretty good turnout, I think. Uh, what was the final number? Uh, 27 players, uh, one um, paint participant. Um, okay. So, 28 total. So that was the same as last time. Um, yeah, it was. And what happened, unfortunately, a lot of um, our solid players ended up getting scheduled for work or and, you know, yeah. or deployed for work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we actually last minute lost a lot of people. Um, I, yeah. Then I have another theory that uh, several people who maybe put off the work on their giants into the last minute um, – were a lot of the no shows, mm. yeah. and we're just like, oh, they didn't want to show just, up with yeah. the half painted giant, or or not even a giant at all. They didn't mm. even bother to source one or something. Instead so. of just staying up all night painting it, like yeah, me. like everybody else did, right? <laughs> mine was mine was airbrushed months ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but all in all, it was I think it was a good solid turnout. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we we still had uh, two two women came out to play. Yeah, uh, that that's always good to see. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> two, mo- two more than they had at Gotacon. Yeah, yep, twice yep, the players. Yep. It's a good ratio for a um, Warhammer tournament. Yeah, I feel like we we ran it fairly like pretty much uh, perfectly smoothly. It was like it was like butter. Yeah, there was um there was one little hitch where we forgot to take a quick picture of the painting competition. Ah, yeah, uh, but right. somebody in the crowd had done it, so we were able to figure that thank, out. Thank you very Tiffany, much, Aaron. Yeah, thank Tiffany you. was like. Feeling so bad about that, she's like, "I, I have almost did a perfect game." Yeah, she's she, like number seventeen wins. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, but yeah. um, you know, she had she had a great time um doing all that work for everybody and 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 uh, she's like a little nerd goddess now, you know, they all kind of <laughs> yeah, uh, cluster around. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah, yeah, she just loves going through and crunching the numbers and and the yeah. the army is on display. Part of the day was awesome. Oh, we there were really so nice many fully there. painted armies there. Yeah. And one really um, nice thing, so we talked about this a few weeks ago, was that Ricky was allowing scrolls of binding to be taken in the armies this time. Yeah. And uh, some people used that really nicely by including I was surprised that by were, how like, many there were. Yeah. Fluffy and yeah. just like fitting perfectly with the army. Well, I saw the, 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 the chaos war mammoth. The, the war mammoth. Oh my gosh, epic. that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> we had a cockatrice. We had a cockatrice. Uh, yeah. What else did we have? Did I, guys... I took extra eagles. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, perfect. They're, they're fluffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's fluffy. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, there was, and, and to be honest, I don't think it actually really affected the games that no. much. No. You know? Nobody, um, definitely nobody abused it. The war mammoth, you know, died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, much to the chagrin of soul, I'm what sure. What size base is that thing on it? Um, all the base. Uh, yeah, I it's think, bigger than an Iraq. I don't know. Base, I just right? all I asked was that he have it on a base because sure. I know it comes without one. Oh, I told him. One. I just told him to have it on a base that that fits the size. Right. Um, and that's what he did. Yeah. So I'm not sure what size he put it. Doesn't on. matter. No, but the yeah. thing is so It'll huge, and like all the people can attack it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I I actually feel like uh, we've reached the tipping point now where. Um, several people who were still just working on their armies are finally getting the armies done and now starting to work on display boards. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot more display boards. Um, we saw a lot more fully painted armies. A lot more fully painted armies. Welcome to the to the club, Aaron. Um, yeah. By the way, shout out. Um, we, you know, it's just it. I think we're starting to get to the point where um, uh, painting is really starting to to show in the community, which is good. And 
what I was hoping for. Um, uh, I I liked having the rivers. I don't think <laughs> I don't think some people like the rivers. Yeah, so you I set like up maybe rivers. half the table, half, half the, the tab- tables with rivers. Yeah, on. half the tables had rivers. Half of those were lengthwise. Half of those were across. Mm-hmm. I, I think rivers are the single best thing you can put on the table because it makes the battle hard. It makes it just different. You, yeah. c- you so cannot different you cannot just uh, assume that it's you know the same uh, type of scenery as anything else. It right. slows everything down so much. Yeah, and and you really got to think about. And how I think you the people who units. struggled with the rivers didn't maybe realize that um, each of the rivers had two crossing points points, that were at least like five, six inches wide. They were, I tried to make them all six inches across. Yeah, so So. as long as there are crossing points and, you know, you can consider that when you're deploying, get your armies in. I think they knew they were crossing points. They just didn't stop to consider that, oh, I should have gone to the crossing point, which was six inches over from where I am. And deploy in a formation narrow enough to get across yeah. the crossing point so you don't get there have to reform yeah. and then get across so um i think the scenarios went super super fun to, to <laughs> watch really played fun. out they were fun um, people it, it was a little tricky to keep track of everything i think as the first scenario was intimidating from the amount of stuff you had to try and remember because the giant rules were new to you yeah and, uh, Should we just recap the... briefly for people who weren't there or didn't hear? You know what? Everybody binge listens to podcasts. Okay, so, but we can so do it really that. quick. Uh, well, the, you the, got a free giant. Yeah, you got a free giant. In the first scenario, your giant had to book it across the table, pick up an item, sparkle stone yep. from your opponent's deployment phase, and get back to your own de- deployment yeah. zone. Yeah, for your bonus points. Yeah, and uh, the scoring you got bonus points for all the different possible attacks you could do with the giant. Yeah. So that plus you know working out the rules that the giant had and then plus just the regular rules of, of playing a 2,500 point game. I think yeah. that, that made the first game, at least for me anyway, go a little, into it a, a little, little bit, bit slower. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, but then by the time I got to the third one, I'm like, okay, I got this giant thing down. And you know? all the scenarios were super fun. Honestly, in the first two scenarios, the first one you had to collect that item and the second one was like Battle running the up pass. the length of the board. Yep. Your giant's like a running back trying to get as far up the board as he could. Yep. Yeah. In both of those scenarios, I ended up just kind of accepting that I wasn't going to get many scenario points and concentrating on just beating the crap out of your opponent. my opponent <laughs> regular Warhammer style. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the last scenario was, was you either got a flying giant um, with impact hits or a, or a wicked magic standard. Crazy banner where you yeah. could roll on three separate tables for abilities. <laughs> and some of the combinations that ended up coming out of these tables yeah. were crazy. Yeah. What was Torrent? We Torrent had a unit had... of 100, arch, 100 Tomb King archers who ended up ethereal. Yeah. With Kalita in the unit too. With Kalita. So they were poisoned. Yeah. Um, poisoned. Ethereal, armor piercing. <laughs> And what was the other thing? I can't remember. Oh, uh, the other one didn't matter. Because uh, some kind of cycle. It was stubborn because they're but, unbreakable. Uh, they're, yeah. yeah, it was but, unbreakable. That's hilarious. But um, a unit of 100 archers that you can't do anything yeah. to. And that he can bring back. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this is what I really liked about the, uh, the, the tournament, though, was it created a lot of situations where you're going to talk about those for a long time. And that's what this community sure. really needs, right? It yeah. needs... Uh, stuff that people are excited to talk about, tell their buddies about, and it's like, oh, I did this really cool thing. Yeah, and And SPDM is intentionally kind of fun scenarios. Yeah, light. Lighter. Exactly. So um, should we go through this? Oh, before we go through the standings, uh, one thing I want to point out, 
out of the 27 or uh, 28 that we had turn up only 11 were unpainted Woo. um nice so that includes tom that includes me yeah. and when but we say unpainted good. um i do black and white painting if you are not fully painted and fully based you get no paint points yeah so that means that He's kind of a those, Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just I want to separate the people who have who have you know got their work done and the people who don't. And um, Tom is one of the people who doesn't. But <laughs> that's why I'm hitting the airbrush before. I'm going to talk. <laughs> so he can at least get those base. Yeah, I just get those my base, base coat and done. But that and that's actually really cool. I haven't even actually looked at that stat myself. So that's a good stat. Um, yep. Yeah. So do we want to take a look at uh, best general? Sure. Go sure. For it. Yeah, run through everybody who got what. Okay. Um, how how many down do we want to go? Top three for top, each one. Top three for each one. Okay. So. Um, so who was number three? Third place, general? we had uh, Ryan Cartwright with his ogres. Um, did anyone play against him? I did not. Do you know what kind of build it well, was? Three people played against him. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it was it, uh, <clears throat> it so he had eight uh, lead belchers in there. I remember okay. seeing those. Mm-hmm. Um, a stone horn, or I think. Yeah, I think it looked fairly standard. Like I glanced over it all. It didn't. I don't think he had two iron blast. Uh, the what do they call the cannon? Iron blast. They had iron blast. one of those. I think he only had one of those. Yeah. He did have a, fan, a star. I wasn't sure if it was a gut star, or a bull star. Yeah. Yeah. But, I'm not sure yeah. either. Yeah. <clears throat> I think just bowls. It, it was Riley played against that arm. Yeah. yeah think, it so. was a it was a death star of some sort. Uh, and number two was our very own Tom yeah. with his chaos dwarfs. Yeah. Rocking the chaos dwarfs. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, and then just three points. His victor was uh, Ezariah Land with his Beastman army. Crazy. Yeah. Well, awesome to yeah. have the, the Beastman coming so out best general. He had, uh, he had Slug Tongue. He did. And a Minobus. Yep. And uh, what, a bunch of... Uh, he had a level four. four as well. Level four on Beasts. Slug Tongue is a level two death wizard. Um, he had a 40 Gauze with the Beast Banner. Makes them strength four with a lot of attacks. So... It's a pretty solid unit. Yeah. And, and the Minobus um, with three characters up the front. Minobus with two characters. Uh, yeah, the Doom Bowl with all the armor saves and re-rolls and extra attacks for every armor saves he makes. Oh, jeez. Uh, the Ramble. He's awesome. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty solid Beastman list. Um, Slugton yep. is something a lot of people are always um, unprepared for. So he has a special ability, the Curse of the Famine Fiend. Mm-hmm. Where at the beginning of the game, after deployment, you roll for each of your opponent's units within 36 inches. And I think on something like a 4-up for each unit, they take D6 wounds, no armor saves. Whoa, nice. So against kind of MSU cavalry, things that normally rely on their armor, it can just wipe stuff out. Yeah, all those small units are chosen or something. Yeah, Yeah, that's cool. So it it can be pretty powerful. I I think what... um, I think that he had a significant advantage in that people haven't been playing Beastmen yeah. in this area yeah. and nobody yeah. knew what to expect. And uh, I think that probably did help him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we had so many Empire armies, actually oh, six, six six Empire oh, armies. Oh, yeah, there was a lot. Um, but we did have every army represented. Um, we which, did? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, although Skaven were, the, were a painting entry only. Ah, uh, yeah. Because uh, Jesse... Um, who's our one of our reliable players? Unfortunately, got deployed to help with the uh, Oso disaster. Really? Disaster, yeah. 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 And being, Amanda, being a, being Amanda a superhero was working. Yeah. And Amanda got stuck working, but she was uh, able to drop off her army for the judging. So 
And she had a, a nice giant, right? The uh, exalted, yeah, yeah, exalted she painted Vermin a... Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, she had the second number of votes on the giant oh, yeah. score, okay. oh, there you I go. think. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, she did pretty well with that. Okay. So then we do best painted. Best painted. Sure. Okay. So in third place was Amanda with her Skaven. With the Skaven. Um, and that is a nice army. It is a beautiful army. And I yeah. think the only reason it didn't win this time around um, was because it won last time around. I think she didn't get as many players' choice yeah. votes because people didn't want to vote for the same army twice. I think that's right. That's yeah. I voted for her last time and then didn't so want did to vote for the same army. So. Yep. 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 That's what swung it this time, for sure. Uh, and then uh, yours truly, I came second with my Wood Elves. Um, and then first was Saul Blair with his Warriors of Chaos army. That was the Mammoth? That was the one with the Mammoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the player's choice vote went to uh, Stuart Spangler. Yeah. I think, the... are you looking in the... Do I have the wrong column? Yeah, sorted? you're in the wrong column. You're in the self. No, self no, no. Sorted. This is the this is the column I've got it sorted by. Oh, okay. That was definitely right. You get yeah, Saul Stuart, number one. Yeah, Saul got number. Oh, yeah. Saul okay. got number one, and Stuart got player's choice. Stuart got player's perfect, choice with perfect, beautiful yeah. empire army. It was beautiful. It was yeah. black and yellow. Uh, yellow is the spot color. Yeah. Nuln like army and uh, the yellow popped. It really, it was really a, nice a very nice contrast, and the detail on a lot of his stuff. Like he'd outlined a lot in white, and with the black and the white and sure. the yellow, looked. I mean, to me, it embodied kind of what you think of when you think of the empire, yeah. the pageantry of yeah. it. So it was really cool. I liked it a lot. And he was pretty hard on himself too with his own his self scoring. Oh yeah, you gave uh, him more. I gave him I gave him more, and um, oh, if uh, he'd if he'd scored himself better, he he would have come third. Yeah. Huh, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, it, I I actually kind of I was trying to look at his models in the middle of a game and i didn't really feel like i got a chance to mm. i might have been able to give him a few more points even but um he i mean it was really clean work really beautifully it done. Was. Yeah. And, and he took away a prize you know so i'm sure he's not disappointed yeah. by that yeah 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 okay and then uh for best overall um which is a combination of uh your battle points paint points the giant bonus points mm-hmm. that you got um and favorite opponent votes so the funny thing about well for best overall in the the last round on tables one and two we had two completely painted armies who had obviously scored a lot of battle points so far yes Mm -hmm. playing against two unpainted armies who had also scored a lot of battle points and both of the unpainted armies crushed crushed the painted armies meaning that people who weren't in the the mm-hmm. top tier battle points towards the end, like shot up the the overall rankings in that last round. Yep. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, coming in third, we had uh, Ryan Cartwright with his ogres. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, squeaking just ahead by literally half a point uh, was Zach Davidson with his orcs and goblins. Yeah. Uh, he won the last Sparkle Party best he, overall. Yeah, and best and general. Best general. Um, and, uh, this is an entirely different army that he, I think he painted it up. He like, painted it since, since, since then, yeah, yeah. And it was a, a really cool savage orc it was. army. He had an enormous savage orc giant. Yeah. He had, he had, he had two, two Arachnoroks, one of which was a hermit crab. <laughs> a giant hermit crab. It was so cool. Yeah. yeah. He would have got my player's choice vote. Yep. Yeah. Just because uh, the character of the army. Yeah. Was it was and even like, you know, for an army painted that quickly, there was details in there. Oh, yeah, so like he, tattoos. There's and tattoos stuff. on yeah, every yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. models. Yeah. yeah. It was, awesome. it was yeah. pretty great. 
Uh, and then best overall uh, was me. Yay! Congratulations. Woo. Thank you. Um, so that that was what Tom was alluding to. Yeah, with the, exactly. Uh, I managed to get a good victory in because my last you had, match. You had had two kind of close close to draws, right? Your first yeah, I games. was on I was on twenty three points uh, coming into the last round, mm -hmm. um, and so I got a twenty five, um, which brought me up to forty eight, which in the battle points put me about fifth. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then because of the paint points, sure. um, you just combined uh, solid yeah, paint and got, solid. You got two favorite opponents, too, <clears throat> didn't you? Did I? I think I just got one. One. Zach one. got two. Yeah. Yeah. Because Zach's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's fun to play. So what, what <laughs> you're saying is I am less awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still got the average number of players' choice votes. Fine. <laughs> Whatever, Tom. I used to like you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, anything else we want to say about Sparkle Party 3? Uh, no, thank, just thank everybody for coming out. I, yeah. I really had fun running those, and you guys, it was it was great. Just was really, really nice opponents, yeah. really fun people to yeah. play against great in day. all great of my day. games. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we'll leave anything about Sparkle Party 4 till the next episode. Yeah, we'll sure. talk about um, what it's going to be. It's going to be twenty nine ninety nine points. That's all people need to know right now. Yep. So start planning your list now if you want to come on yep. July 27th. Oh, I have. Yeah. July 27th. <laughs> Okay, and I've updated the uh, Northwest Masters points based on the results from this tournament, so uh, you can check those out at uh, dimensionalcascade.com slash nwmasters. Sweet. The Art of War. This is the first time we've tried to do a review of any kind, really, um, and so... We are taking a, an in-depth look at the Dwarf Army book and the Dwarf Army in general. This was February, right? The release? February, yeah. Right. That's right. February. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, like all the other 8th uh, edition hardback books. There's a great big picture of one of the uh, lords on the front. This is one of my favorite. This might be my favorite cover out of the army books so far, though. It's yeah. awesome. It is. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, straightforward and dramatic yeah some of the um like so all of the eight third army books are like one big central bright character yeah. Yeah. and then a kind of faded background going on yeah but some of the characters have come off a little bit cartoony i think whereas this very guy contrasty like, where yeah, yeah this, this guy's, guy's very serious yeah um for sure and very serious like the dwarves themselves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wielding a big runic hammer yeah so overall, uh, impressions of the of the artwork in the book, um, I thought there was a very consistent theme to the mm -hmm. whole thing. Uh, were one of you guys telling me a story about uh, one of the artists? Uh, was it one of you two that was mentioning this at, at Sparkle Party the other day? Apparently, uh, one of the artists really, really, really wanted to work on the Dwarf book. Yeah, so that that's what I remember reading in oh, one, and of, one of the White Dwarf weeks. One of the White Dwarfs, I remember yeah. reading that too, yeah. Uh, let's see. And he had been like sketching dwarfs for months and stuff and went to them and said, I want to do this Dwarf book. Yeah, yeah, he, I guess, was really psyched or stoked or something. <laughs> so they uh, combine a lot of the, like... for his name, but I can't find it here. Yeah. They've combined a lot of the older, like classic dwarf artwork, which is like a little more on the cartoony side, but very characterful with some of the, well, quite a lot of completely new artwork, which is yeah. the more epic, like grim kind of uh, scenes. And I think it, yep. it all just works really well together. Yeah. yeah. And so each of the different units has a, an image, um, you know, all the same size image. 
slightly different place on the page, but it gives a very consistent feel to the book. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and because they all have a consistency to how they look, uh, and and it does look like they're majority done by the same artist. I can see there is some mixing. Uh, some of them are from the old book. Some from of them the are from the old book, book but, but yeah, a they... lot of the new ones have a very similar consistency. To yeah, them. the art direction seems and all very like good, a lot yeah. of color. Whereas some of the Eight Third Army books, they have a lot of the older stuff in like black and white that they've Kirk, just given yeah. like a bit of a hue to or something yeah yeah and, uh, yeah that's true but yeah this yep. this art is just fantastic yeah very very good very themey uh everything comes across as very uh viking it does yeah. uh, uh sure. and i don't know if it's if it's just me not being hugely familiar with the dwarves or if if it is uh, significantly more Viking than it was. I think before. through the editions, they've got more and more Viking. They've gone more from like classic fantasy dwarfs to incorporating like a lot of the Viking imagery with runes, obviously, and then going into talking like, about Norse form, gods, yeah, and like gods and the helmets and stuff. And the Although wi- Vikings the wings did not actually helmets. wear horned helmets, but that's yeah. a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Which is interesting because you know the obviously the original uh, Chaos Warriors had the horned helmets because yeah, they were they were like the Norse the, the Norse raiders, raiders yeah um, and it's a very different look to the dwarfs um, like a different style Viking very like different yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and a very precise look right which kind of goes with their their engineering right it's all extremely particular straight lines you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. there's no curves about anything much. Well, they there's like they have a lot of like the knot work kind of symbols yeah. on shield and stuff, which have curls and. Well, most of the knot work that I'm looking at is actually Ang- angular, angular knot work, angular right. knot work <laughs> um, which makes a lot of sense when you consider that they they uh, work it in a metal. I mean, they do have the curves as well. You're right, but but uh, I mean, it just it just feels. Um, really consistent and yeah. that's what i liked about it so you may remember from a couple of episodes ago i was not particularly excited about dwarves or he said something about to him dwarves were just a big mass of metal and beard and yeah you know, <laughs> he wasn't interested in them so this book has definitely helped uh helped convert me visually it's my favorite eight that army book so far yep and i gotta say the yeah, writing the writing too. impressed yeah. me as well like some of the books the uh the actual background writing i found a little bit meh yeah but this i sat down and just read all the background in one setting and it was pretty compelling stories yeah i think the background is a little hit and miss depending on the book sure um because they're trying to get across a lot of information but Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes it reads like a history book and sometimes it reads like a novel yeah and you want to, I guess, finding that balance where it's engaging. Yeah, so like the High Elf one is one that I think comes off kind of history book-like because a lot of the book is done as kind of, there's a big section of the background is just like the deeds of all the Phoenix Kings in order kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And all about and the Sundering. Yeah, it like comes that. off yeah. a little history-ish. Yeah. This, there's a lot of like just epic narrative stories Yep. Um, about, you know, the time of chaos and then the the retaking of the old holds and and, and how how uh they lost Karakate peaks and how they've regained it and well they've regained a foothold a in foothold it. in yeah, it yeah so yeah so isn't, they've obviously maintained the kind of classic dwarf fluff that is ingrained yeah. in everybody's well knowledge they but. you know through i i feel like in the last 
last couple of dwarf books, uh, they tried to make it sound like the dwarves are, you know, had hit rock bottom or now we're in ascendancy again. But mm-hmm. I, this one, the fluff really seemed to feel that way for me. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know, Thoric and all that. Yay, raw, go dwarves. And, <laughs> it ends on know, a very high note. Yeah. Like, Thorgrim has decided that, screw it, I'm just going to go and kill everybody who has inhabited any of our holds. Yeah. And, and let's just do it. And Belagar's, you know, made his way back to Karakate Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fighting against... Um, Queek, Queek and, 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 and yeah. what's Skarsnick. his name? Skarsnick. Yeah, yeah. His name? and I think that that's what it, I think yeah. maybe needed was a couple of current named characters to really be yeah. like, yeah, th- exactly. these are the people who are out there leading oh, this now. And right I think now. giving that. So I think it ends. It, I think like it puts the dwarfs at a much more hopeful place. Yeah, in the and, current time frame. Mm-hmm. And it also it, it, it's also yeah it's less bleak mm-hmm. and also less. Uh, um, some of the earlier dwarf bits were a bit more comedic, mm-hmm. I think. You know, um, even though they've kept uh, Bugman and and the Rangers yeah. in there, um, they're certainly uh, and you know they are more on the lighthearted side. Yeah. They're not they're not silly. Yeah, like they have sure. been in, in previous editions. Also, like that they've got you know a um, little spread about the different clans. I do the like major that clans. as well. And there's another double page spread of the map of uh, of the World's Edge map. Yeah, the map is really cool. Where you can see the yeah. holes that. Um, and I really love looking at that kind ones. of stuff in the printed book. It, it was it didn't translate well to the oh to yeah the iPad version. So how how is the iPad version overall? Um, I'm not I, I'm not a big fan of this particular one. Um, for some reason, I liked the Lizardman edition on the ipad and i find um i find i like it too for the the goblins but in the dwarf for for this book i just haven't enjoyed it (laughs) i want the printed version i i seem to enjoy it more Hmm. the artwork just looks better printed and um because like the page that aiden's looking at the you know the vengeful vengeful throng page it's just huge the scale of that image is big and even zoomed in on the iPad, you don't get that sense of scale, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I can understand that, and uh, I I think that's uh, where the iPad falls down a little bit. Is is it is a much smaller reading surface? Sure. Yeah. Um, How much is the digital version? Um, it's the same cost. The same cost. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I would just buy the hardback books all the time. Then, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it does have some advantages in that. You can you can like search. hover over a rule, right? In the, yeah, the, the way the way the rules, rules can be previewed, mm-hmm. um, but then they also instead of actually having the rule there to read, like on the rune page, where you can just kind of take all the runes in at once and kind of look back and forth, you have to tap on each one to read it. Oh, okay. And yeah. that becomes that becomes a little cumbersome. Really yeah. yeah, and um, but it is nice when it gets to the galleries that you can kind of you know zoom in on stuff in the galleries, but. I don't like how in the galleries in this iPad version they put the image after the the description of each unit and then the images for that and then the next description. So it goes like, you know, long beards and then images of long beards and hammers and then images of hammers. And they don't have a gallery section. Oh, okay. In the Orcs and Goblins iPad edition, they have 
the same gallery section like you normally get in the printed books. Oh. And that's what yeah. I like to do. I like to just go to that section and just flip through it. This one, you have to jump all over the iPad trying to find images and stuff, and I don't really like uh, that. that. That's frustrating. Mm. Yeah. That's frustrating. So, um, And it sounds like it's a change for them, so let's hope that they uh, change back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I, I yeah. think they have a new digital editor right now. So. Uh, okay, yeah. interesting. So was there, did anybody notice any completely new fluff that, that popped up in this? Com- I'm not that familiar with well, the Belagar, older um, Belagar is new. He's new. Right. Um, and uh, the uh, Grimlockson, the oh, new engineer. Yeah. Grimberlockson. Yeah. Which Grimber- is the son, son of Berlock Daminson. Who yeah, was in, who was in, old, in one of the old book. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so new characters. but, but And and as we already said, the, the ending note is, is more, positive. more positive and more... We're taking we're taking it back. We're settling with the grudges, rather than you know the we've hit rock bottom. Right. Yeah, 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 and they're they're um, settling grudges, but and they're embracing new ideas and new technology. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I feel like in older yeah. dwarven books, it was like since the golden age, everything has been going downhill. Like yeah, cannons have gotten worse, and everything's gotten worse. Yeah. Whereas in this new book, they're like, you know. The, they're experimenting. They're experimenting. They're more growing because it's like a more desperate time of war, and they're like embracing yeah. new technology faster. So like, and that's the helping them. Of the gyro yeah. bomber, yeah, which just obliterates whole units of goblins and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, more positive, good fluff. Yeah, like it a lot. Yep. All right. So, so overall, we're impressed with the the non rules parts of the book. Sure. But before we leave the fluff section, yep. can I just give a little shout out for the, the guys on the Chaos Dwarf forum? Okay, go on. I think then. we have a couple of listeners over there now. Yeah. So, it, like, since Chaos Dwarfs disappeared from, like, the main mainstream GW lexicon, Chaos Dwarf players, like, will jump on any little tidbit GW gives them and get excited about it. Yourself so. included. Myself, mate. oh, myself oh, yeah. massively included. <laughs> so when the new Pate range was released, and uh, there was one called Hashut Copper, yeah. everyone was like, oh, GW remembers us still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this book, there's no, there's not anything in depth about the Chaos Dwarfs, but um, in the bit called the Dwarf Realms, where it's talking about all the different places dwarfs live now, including some of the more far-off colonies in the north, there's a little section that says, of the dwarfs that long ago settled in the, the Zorn Osgul, that were, that were once thought lost, nothing is said. Their mention swiftly turns even ale-induced talk to brooding silence. Ah, there we go. So you can imagine some young beardling in the pub, like, bringing up the chaos dwarfs and everyone just turning around and being like, what the f- <laughs> Get out of here, beardling. Yeah. So yeah, everybody liked that on the a little Chaos bit Dwarf of a hat forum. tip. A little yeah. bit of a hat tip to the Chaos Dwarfs. Nice. So. nice. All right, now I got that out of the way. We can uh, move right. on to. We'll go on to uh, into the Vengeful Throng itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go through the army special rules. Yeah. So because uh, these have changed, they've I mean, changed quite significantly. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just take them in the in book order. So the first one is the really big change, right? Yeah. The thing that's completely new is Ancestral Grudge. So dwarf players have hatred orcs and goblins and hatred skaven, whereas previously it was just hatred orcs and goblins. 
Yeah. Yep. So it's given have been introduced, but which makes sense. Yeah. Mm Hmm. But on top of that, they might also be have some vengeful grudge to settle with any other army. So at the beginning of the game, after deployment but before Vanguard, you roll a d6 on a table. On a 1 to 2, you get the personal vendetta, which is where your dwarf general hates the uh, opposing army's general. So that's not really going to affect a game in any significant and way, right? That's, that's, I think I've played five games now, and that's the role I get every time. Pick, a different, in, pick a different uh, dice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then uh, not in our uh, game. Aiden plays it once. And <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Roll the six. Okay, so that's not really going to affect the game unless your generals happen to end up in a challenge with each other or in base contact yeah. or whatever. Yep. On a three to four, rancorous resolve. All characters in your dwarf army hate all characters in the opposing army. That's a little more significant. A little more significant. You're going to probably in the average game end up with at least a combat where that kicks into effect. Yep. Yep. But hatred between a couple of models is not going to end up no. bre- breaking a game or anything. However, on a five to six, you get the seething score to settle. All models in your army, in your dwarf army, hate all models in the opposing army. So yep. the entire power level of your army has just been boosted massively by yeah. that yeah. one dice fall. Well, the one thing I like about hatred is is it is only one. It's turn. only one turn. Sure. So, uh, you know, as we proved tonight with uh, with Sigvald, uh, even with that reroll, it's not necessarily going to swing the game hugely. Sure, and um, it can. Yeah, but I don't think it's overpowered. I think a lot of people have talked about how it's all. like. Oh, you've got a D6 dice roll to decide whether you're going to lose or win and the game. I and I don't think that's, think that's true, true at all. No. And, I mean, so there's there's the one issue of, like, is it does it put too much focus on one dice roll? And the second issue, if you roll that five to six, is the army then ov- overpowered? Well, the, For the second issue, yeah. I don't think the army is then overpowered because I think you do pay appropriately for all the dwarf units to very much so to kind to of compensate and the fact that they all that possibility. Yeah. And almost all the dwarves only have one attack. Sure, exactly. So, and and most of them are only strength three. So you're you're talking, you know, not a lot of damage output to begin with. Yeah. And yeah, and what happens in a in a gun line there's plenty of those out there uh, sure. this this rule basically does nothing for you in a gun line right so yeah i mean if you think about uh your average dwarf unit of uh you know two ranks of five at the front doing the attacks yeah uh that's 10 attacks 10 attacks that get to reroll they get to reroll so even even assuming you were you were a uh, higher weapon skill you go from six hits to nine hits mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so it's not a it's it's a fifty percent bump in the first round of combat, sure. and that's just hits. It's not wounds. So. I don't I don't have a problem with this rule at all. Not at all. I think, and it's fluffy. It's I great. like it. Like your army might see this other army across the table and be like, "I know those guys." Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's really great about it is it encourages dwarf players to actually push out into combat. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Especially on yeah the games they get that rule, they're gonna want right. to get it stuck in. And sure. it's not a secret. Like at the beginning of if you're playing against the dwarfs at the beginning of the game, you know if they hate you and you kind of plan accordingly, factor that into whether you want to make particular charges or not yeah and it just becomes part of the game yeah yeah for sure okay so next uh uh, special rule is uh dwarf crafted 
So shooting attacks that are made with dwarf crafted weapons uh, don't suffer the minus one to hit penalty for stand and shoot. So that means that uh, uh, I think are all of the is it just the handguns or is and it the uh, crossbows and the crossbows? crossbows. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this replaces this replaces the rule that used to make dwarf handguns plus one to hit. Right. So they're now not brought... minus one to hit. Right. Uh, when they stand and shoot. Well, but, it. yeah. But but dwarf handguns were always plus one to hit, not yeah. just for stand and shoot. And now this yeah. is only... So it's definitely brought the handgun down in power. Yeah. And kind of equalized it more with the crossbow. Yeah. The, because previously there was no really reason to take crossbows. Yeah. Now they've become more... Basically so the I, same. So yeah. I like it. Yeah. Good. Yep. Um... Yeah, I love it. I love being able to stand and shoot and actually yep. hit something. Sure. Yeah. Especially if you, I mean, you know, you have a unit that has this rule and, well, we'll go on to the shield rule next. But obviously if you have this and shield wall together, it, it turns into a nice combo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so next, uh, why don't we just do the shield wall and then we'll come back. Okay. Yeah. So, so do shield wall now. Shield wall is uh, uh, in a turn in which your unit is charged all the models with the shield wall rule get a plus one bonus to any parry save they're eligible to take. So that, and it also counts if they're subsequently charged again, even yeah. though they're already in the close combat. Right. So, that so makes, if you have an enemy to the front and then somebody comes into your flank, they've just given you a five up ward to your front. Front again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah which is very nice. That's cool. Yeah. And, and if you have a, um, an oath stone in the unit, they get it to the side. Yeah. Too. Get it to yeah. the side as well. Yeah. Very nice. So, uh, I mean, that's just made uh, the any dwarf unit with a shield that much more resilient. Sure. But again, yeah. only on the first round of combat. Right. So um, it's not like dwarfs just have a, a five-up ward. Um, no, but, but it does, like the first round of combat, if you think about it, there's so many bonuses applied to the first round of combat, mm -hmm. right? Like somebody else might hate you, so it's going to be really Somebody else's nice hatred, uh, uh, lance or spear charges. Yeah, true. Right, you know, those kinds of things. So so having that extra staying power right. is going to make a huge difference. And again, make you less fearful about getting into combat. Mm -hmm. right? yep. And again, it's like, I don't know, for me... Like a bunch of dwarfs with hand weapons, like behind a big shield wall, is a super fluffy, fun yeah. thing yeah, to think about. That was one thing I and really wanted them to do yeah, with this book. Previously, was there was like really this. no reason to take shields over great weapons with dwarfs. Great weapons were so much better. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. giving a bonus to the shield has meant we're going to see dwarfs standing behind their wall of shields, which is which is a quintessential visual, exactly. right? Looks yep. awesome. Yeah. Well, and it also well, with, we haven't got to the other rule yet, but it means that the two paired together they basically don't have really any disadvantage you're talking about the in resolute, resolute. yeah let's so just go right into that we're going to resolute go for it, Ricky. uh well here let me click on it since i can't <laughs> just read it here um models with this special rule have plus one strength during a turn in which they charge into combat sure so that means that dwarves are good when they charge and they're good when they don't your hand weapon so, shield unit yeah will always have a bonus it, it, when they yeah. charge or don't yeah, yeah for sure so like even more so that brings the hand weapon shield combo up on par with with great weapon yeah yep. because great weapon you're not generally going to need a plus one bonus when you have a great weapon already so you're at strength six already yeah, unless you're trying to crack open unless you're armor. To crack certain things and yeah. and you know there's a number of the great weapon units which we'll get into have only strength three that's base true. and then they'll go so having that so that plus one too. is nice yeah but for me it makes like long beards who have strength four anyway 
Mm-hmm. It makes Longbeard with hand weapon shield strength like a very versatile unit Barry. because you've got strength five on the charge, great for cutting down elves and five stuff. Five up Barry. Five up ward save for if you want to just hang in there against some cav charge or something. Yep. And four up armor, right? Yeah. So. Yep. so I think they worked really well to, um, they worked hard at improving the internal balance in terms of like weapon options and i think they ended up doing a really good job yeah. of that yep. i'm really happy about it because uh you know when i started dwarves that's what that's that was what i wanted i wanted that shield wall mm-hmm. look and i painted you know one block of 50 warriors with shields and then i started painting another one and um played a few games with them and i was like well these guys are just lame <laughs> you know i could shield does nothing. I, I you know perry was okay um but they were still strength three, um, even in the best situation, and so I couldn't cut my way out of a paper bag. So mm-hmm. yeah. this gives you the option to charge in and, and actually put a hole in something. Yep. And yeah. resolute used to be minus one. The the resolute rule used to be minus one to pursue an overrun. So oh, they've okay. lost that now. Yeah. Yeah. So the dwarf's That's no good. longer super slow at pursuing and overrunning and instead get a strength bonus on the charge. So marvelous. Right. So that. the last two, I think, are are um, consistent with the previous yep, same. Book. Uh, so one is relentless where they can just march regardless of proximity to enemy units. And the final one is the natural resistance, which is in the it's even in the big rule book. Uh, they have a plus two bonus to all dispel attempts. Yep. All right, cool. So that's that's the army-wide special rules, um, or at least uh, rules that just apply to the to the dwarf army. Um, let's go into the uh, equipment. Uh, some of this stuff is is not new, so let's cover the new things first. Um, uh, first up there is Gromril armor. Yep, same as it was. It's just a four up. Four that's up a armor four save. up armor save. Okay. Uh, the dwarf crossbow. Uh, we've got. I think is. That's dwarf crafted and now move or fire. I think was is that it always new? move or it fire? It was always move or okay. always move or fire. Yeah. Okay. So otherwise, otherwise it's the same, just mm-hmm. with the dwarf crafted. Okay. Now. Strength four and a thirty inch range. Yeah. That's, which is awesome. That is awesome, right? So that's the advantage over the handgun, which is also strength four, but it's armor piercing, and but it's, it's only, only got 24 a twenty four inch. inch range. Yeah. 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 Uh, again, dwarf crafted move or and fire. And they lost that that minus one, that plus one. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah better internal balance but yeah so absolutely you are making a trade-off right yep. range versus piercing sure. and that makes a whole lot of sense yep. Yep. shooting first turn or not yeah 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 yep. okay uh and then uh the only other weapon they've got there is the dwarf pistol um so that's armor piercing strength four range 12 uh dwarf crafted and quick to fire so it's a regular pistol but it just gets that dwarf crafted rule so no yep yeah. no minus one two. and then the last two are kind of the coolest ones i think yeah so. the brace of pistols um so you get in cl- that you can use this in close combat or in shooting um if you're using it in shooting it's exactly the same as dwarf pistol but you get multiple shots too and in close combat you get strength as user and extra attack and requires two hands so i really like that because some of the some of the dwarfs are um are there any of them strength five? Are they all strength four? All strength four. Yeah, even a so, lord is only strength four. But even if you charge in, you basically you're getting an extra attack at, yep. at your strength five, right? So yeah, that's, that's pretty true. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, other couple of things. One was mentioned earlier is the oath stone. Has yeah. this changed or Super is this awesome. the same? I don't, um, I don't remember what it used to cool. be. 
Well, I didn't know it at all, and so I'm yeah, going to describe what yeah, it is. Um, and if you've seen the Belagar model, he stands he's on an oath stone. Standing on a mighty oath stone. And so it's basically he brings his own little soapbox, <laughs> and uh, it, it allows everyone to see him. You know, it's it's kind of like having a yeah. a, a, a banner, but because it's a stone, it's more like oh, here's where we're going to make our stand. Leads to a few questions about, you know, whose job it is to cart to this pick the giant stone massive stone yeah. up into battle. It's well, true. the Lord is like, put my stone here, yeah. man. Well, usually they're, um, they're like the uh, the seals that were off of broken tombs or something mm. like that. And so they carry the seals around to remember their ancestors. Sure. And then when they drop it, they refuse to move until everything has been vanquished or they are dead themselves. So the fluff-wise, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I think the thing that changed between the last one, um, last edition, was that now it includes the parry. Um, I think in the mm. previous edition, it parry just meant that you like... couldn't be, couldn't get flanked or have rear. Um, but now the way that you can parry to the side and get extra attacks to the side and all that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so so let's be explicit about the rules. Um, you can't flee. If you have an oath stone, you can't flee. You can't be disrupted. And if you've got hand weapon and shield, you can parry to flank and rear. Mm -hmm. And your character on the oath stone must always accept a challenge. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's not always great. That's not. That's the one disadvantage yeah. to them. Otherwise, they're they're worth the twenty five points every time. Um, because well, it says any character can accept the challenge. I wonder, does that include champions? A character. Well, with, if you uh, have it, if you have it in a unit of. Oh no! It oh, says choose which no. It says if your unit contains more than one character with an oath stone. So yeah, that's if yeah. you've got two oath right. stones. So the guy with the oath stone is going to have to accept. One of them does. Yeah. Overall, I think it's okay. But if I was going to go for a fighty character, I would definitely choose the next option. The next option is shield bearers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I so did you guys ever read Asterix when you were? A kid? Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, it's very much a European thing, yeah. I think. But Asterix is this Gaulish hero. And the chief in in it's a comic book. It's pretty funny. Is the chief versing Gatorix? Uh, no, uh, vital statistics. Oh, vital statistics. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's name ends in IX. Yeah. It's about it's uh, about like a little tribe of Gauls who yeah. are besieged by Romans. Like there's oh, a geez. map in it. The Romans have taken the whole of France apart from this one little Gaul village, and they have a druid who makes some crazy like magic potion that makes, makes them, them all super, super strong. strong. Yeah. And they just like go in to fight the Romans with their bare fists and like crack shot. Yeah. It's so, awesome. so anyway. the chief in that is always he's enormously fat and is carried around by these two scrawny yeah, guys like on, <laughs> on his shield <laughs> so this is what, what i think of whenever i think of the shield bearers. Awesome. <laughs> yeah so the dwarf lord with shield bearers gets plus two wounds and plus two to his armor save um, which is just fantastic right there by itself yeah and you end up with two extra attacks at weapon skill five yep. and strength four because the they're they're bands. elite uh warriors carrying the shield yep so i think it comes out i think you can only take one on a lord and it's like yeah. 40 points but yep. 40 points to add to almost like double his staying power yeah yeah um it's it's especially when you option. consider he's going to be tough You're five gonna, he's going to be tough five or one up, one up armor tough save, six probably. in my list yeah yeah, yeah. you can get them right yeah. up to tough six yeah. yeah you can get one up to tough 10 actually but yeah it costs a lot anyway we'll, get, it, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get that anyway that's a great option yeah i i really like it i also like the i mean obviously i like the, the visuals visual, sure. um and it feels um 
I, I don't know if I would, if I was going to have a dwarf army, I would think that's an auto include for me. For me, definitely. I because know, from both like, perspectives, yeah. like mm. good game wise. And just to have that unit and see this like yeah. little dwarf was standing head and shoulders above them all. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, I'm ready for you. Yeah. Come at me, it's bro. It's just, it's a great yeah. image. So yeah, we'll go into some lists we, we wrote later and he definitely features in mine. Okay, so we're going to go uh, unit by unit. Um, we will we will focus mostly on on the new stuff and what's changed. Um, so if you're not a hundred percent familiar with dwarfs in general, uh, you're just going to have to kind of uh, play along and bear with us. Um, we'll try and uh, try and keep it uh, as a, as uh, interesting to everyone as possible. So uh, dwarf lords. Um, I don't think the Lord themselves have really changed from the nope, just solid previous book. But but one thing that's very character. interesting, and I think this is unique to dwarfs, the Thane, which is the hero level character, has a, a leadership ten. He's now gone up to leadership ten from yeah. nine in the old book. I don't think you can get leadership ten on a hero. On a hero, anyone anywhere else? else. Yeah, I mean, not, not without magic items. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Sars with cold blooded leadership eight is pretty close, but still, that's sure. True. But as an That's actual true. characteristic, yeah. So yeah. what it what the practical application of that is now is, you know, a Thane um, with a good save on him can make a pretty good general for your army. Yep. Yep. Not, yep. not a solid a combat character, but if you're mainly after the leadership 10 from your general, then a Thane is mm -hmm. just a good a choice. Yep. Yep. Okay, um, Master Engineers, uh, these guys uh, help out your artillery. I think this uh, some of this is, is feels very similar to the previous book. It does, and I th I think they're kind of a waste of space. If I'm going to be honest, you can ruin yeah. up the war machines to get all the rerolls you want anyway without yeah, one. Yeah, they're they're over. Yeah, they're too expensive to actually take. Too expensive for what and... they for what they actually do. Yeah, yeah and they um, don't they don't have great combat stats or anything yeah. like that either. So um, I would if I was to ever take one, I would just take one of the, the special characters just. Yeah, the fluff and they're a little more interesting. Yeah, then at least you're getting some fun stuff out of it. Sure. Okay. Uh, runesmiths then. Okay, so runesmiths are are kind of the equivalent to uh, wizards, or as close as you. They get. are, and they've seen one of the biggest changes. Yeah, think, they're pretty awesome. Book. Yeah. Um. So in the old book, in the old dwarfs, having a runesmith gave you an extra plus one to dispel. I think, and a rune lord gave you an extra plus two to dispel. So it would be like dispelling with a level four if you had a rune lord. Mm -hmm. uh, now that's not the case. Neither of them give you extra um, extra bonuses to dispel. Well, they do. You can channel dispel dice. You can channel dice. dispel dice yep. with them, yeah. um, yep. which is good. But they now give magic resistance to units that they're in, which they didn't before. Yeah. Right, so MR1 for the, the hero the level and MR2 for the lord level. Yeah. And and they have this forge fire special rule. Which is awesome. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It gives the unit armor piercing. Yeah. yeah. So it's great. So, I mean, we may as well just mention some point costs as well, right, if we're going through yeah, stuff absolutely. unit yeah, yeah. by unit. So. Yeah. Your rune smith is sixty points yeah. naked, but for sixty points to give a unit, you know, magic resistance and well, um, he's a razor banner, right? Yeah, and armor pierce. Razor banner is 45, forty-five points, points by itself. Yeah. So now you've given the magic resistance to uh, uh, magic resistance as well. I mean, yeah, um, yes. and you can dispel. You can uh, channel some dispel dice, 
and, and you can ruin this bad boy up to do yeah. some awesome stuff. And he comes with Grommel armor. You yep. can give him yeah. a shield so he can be a three up. He's and a, a he's five an excellent. Point rune yeah, to he's get a we- weapon up. skill five, strength yeah. and toughness four. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a great dwarf in any unit. Uh, I mean, to me, he's pretty much auto include in any any sizable least... unit. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're gonna take at least one runesmith every battle, probably, yeah. probably a smatter, probably one in yeah. each unit. Yeah, because so I, I guess we're going to runes in more depth later. Yeah, but obviously there's still the runes that allow dwarfs to to dispel stuff like yeah. dispel yeah. scrolls, yeah. and they yep. can only be taken by runesmiths. So yeah, it's a way to get some scrolls into your army. Yep, armor piercing, so great. Yeah. So so let's talk about the anvil of doom. So the Anvil of Doom is a, a special, um, I don't even know quite how to describe it. Uh, it is, it it's is, like a static war machine, yeah. almost. And uh, it can only be taken by a rune lord. Yeah. And he gets, yeah. he gets plus, 170 points too. 170 which... points. He gets plus two wounds and becomes unbreakable. And a five up ward save. He gets a five up ward. But he can't move anywhere. He's just stuck on the anvil. You get for the whole one game. extra dice at the start of every magic phase. Okay. Well, did they actually say that you can't move in this edition? The old one, you couldn't move him. I don't think that this this time. I don't think they said you can't move. No. Oh. I think you actually can move him like you would a war machine. So three inches a turn. Yep. Hmm. So he can be moved. Okay. Slowly. Slowly. He can be moved around slowly. <laughs> All right. I could be wrong, but um, I think that was one of the things I noticed. So, okay. But even then, he's still. You're not, you're not going to be moving too much. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. He can't be in a unit anyway, so he can't um, be conferring those bonuses to the unit that. Yep. That uh, he would be otherwise. Yep. So, so the special rules, in addition to those that we've already mentioned, are that there are um, three special runes that count as um, bound spells that you can cast in mm-hmm. the magic phase. Um, the first one uh, gets every friendly dwarf unit within 24 inches and uh, gets immune to psychology till the next magic phase. Um, the second one gives a single dwarf unit anywhere on the battlefield uh, at plus one to their armor save. And the third one is a direct damage spell that does 2d6 strength four hits within 24 inches. Okay. So uh, I think there's, you know, I think the, the immune to psychology one is situational at best. Yeah, because, yep. I mean, they're all with the, with leadership the type nine. of... Yeah, and with the runes you can get, you're probably going to have all your dwarfs being stubborn and immune to psychology yep. anyway. The, yeah. uh, the plus one armor save... I mean, nobody's ever going to turn down plus one to their armor save. No, but nobody's ever going to allow it to happen either. Yeah, yeah. Well, but with the balance, with being a balance that's the spell, only one that yeah. really makes a difference. Yeah, uh, and yeah, the two d six strength four hits. Uh, I mean, it's it's like a big like a it's so like a unit of crossbowmen. It's like a fireball. Yeah, <laughs> a, a mid level fireball. Right. So the difference is, of course, it's a magical attack, so it can harm things that can only be harmed by magic. Sure. Um, it is. Uh, the rune of oath and steel. I mean, really, what's going to happen here is you 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 have a reasonable chance of getting one spell off mm-hmm. because you have an additional dispel dice. You probably have three or so rune smiths or lords in your army, so you're going to channel reasonably frequently. Um, and so, I would say, you know, 
it's it's no worse than having just a single level four wizard versus you know other other armies. I don't see it being particularly bad. But when you consider what the anvil used to do, I then don't know what it used be, to do. So so maybe that's why I have an unbiased yeah, view of it. Yeah. So we should mention that we've been arguing about this a bit because <laughs> me and everybody else. <laughs> I oh. think thinks that the anvil is pretty pointless now. Well, Would you I agree with that. I I do, but not even comparing it to what it was before. I consider it pointless when you have to pay pay $120 for the rune or 120 points, not dollars. Points for the rune lord base. Mm-hmm. It's another 170 for the anvil. Right. And, and then, then you're going to want to put runes on Because he's so expensive, you need to have some runes on him and he's you know to to help dispel um, because you're not going to be able to afford two runesmiths at the same time. Right. Uh-huh. So you're automatically going to be running, you know, what, close to 300 points mm-hmm. for something that just sits at the back of the board and chucks out, you know, maybe a fireball sure. equivalent. Or So the anvil maybe... used to be not bound spells. You would just, um, yeah. and it's you could just pick one of the abilities and mm-hmm. do it, essentially. Yeah. And this is something um... that could easily be killed with one cannonball shot. So to me, that right there is just, yep. yeah. I don't see any of the abilities as particularly powerful. Yeah, and um, and when you're talking about 300 points, the that cost just sits and there and rune smith and can be sniped with a cannon. When I could put those it. points into an uber smashy shield bearer lord. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does have a huge target on it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very true. Because one of the nice things about really easy points, right? And one of the cannon. nice things about dwarfs is you have kind of forced your opponent. Your opponent has basically wasted all the points they've invested in magical defense, like magic scroll, like dispel scrolls, feedback scrolls, whatever they've bought, is wasted because you haven't spent any points on like offensive yeah. magic at all. Now, you know, but that's usually and... twenty five points. So you, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. I mean, what's the difference between twenty five points and three hundred points? You know. It, no, what I think Tom, what Tom is saying is this is another nail in the coffin of the Anvil of Doom. Right? Yeah. If you're not trying yeah. to cast anything, that's 25 points they've wasted for sure. And it is only 25 points. But... Yeah. yeah. Well, it, sometimes it's more than that. And it's all, you know, the one of the things about having, one of the reasons you take a level four wizard is to dispel stuff as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so for sure. They yeah. kind of wasted that a little bit. Um, and, you know, so this just gives them a, an opportunity to use their level four wizard in their scroll. So anyway, for me, this is a, one of the big misses of the book and I wouldn't imagine seeing it in competitive play. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I'm inclined to agree. Runesmiths, looked at all the yay. Anvil, boo. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. you, yeah. 60 point runesmiths. Awesome. They, awesome. They Just awesome. So, good. so good. And I'm glad that they did that. Yeah. Know, Cause that mm-hmm. seems to really work. The anvil. Me again, yeah. get me into combat, right? That's what that says. Yeah. Yeah. The armor sure. piercing. Now, uh, just to 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 revamp everybody's mind on this thing, the armor piercing special rule explicitly only applies to close combat, combat attacks. Yeah. So uh, you, you have to get into close combat to make yeah. use of that. You can't put yeah. your runesmith in your quarrels your... and have them all armor pierced. Yeah, that just makes your basic warrior with strength three. Actually, if they able... get the charge. Yeah. Actually, able to do something. Yeah, 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 for sure, because then they become minus two to your armor save, which yeah. is pretty good. Yep. Okay, so Dwarf Warriors then, moving into the core section. Um, they are, um, man, I look at these points values and I'm like, I, I weep a little. Eight uh, points per model. Eight points per model. Um, not, uh, is it nine with a shield? Yeah. yeah nine n- points with a shield. Yeah. Nine why, with a shield. Now, why do you weep? You think that is any worse than 
worth, do you think that's better value I, than I a mean, wood elf with a bow? I, I, I wish I could take something that was only eight points. I guess yeah. <laughs> it would be nice to have that option. I think, I mean, if there's one thing wood elf players can't complain about, it's your core section. I no, that's true. I love solid. my core. Yeah. Very anyway. Solid. anyway, sorry, this is about dwarves. No, what else? Okay, so eight points, 10 with a great weapon, nine with a shield. Yep. What would you take on, uh, wa- on warriors? So if I was taking them, and because we haven't covered all the rest, I, I imagine that. Um, either is a reasonable choice depending on what you're trying to do. Sure. I think, uh, you know, sword and board makes for a great anvil unit or a reasonable anvil unit, um, especially if you've got them in, in quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and deep. I think, I th- yeah, deep. And I think great weapons makes for a more um, hammerish unit. If I was going to do warriors, I would, I would go great weapon, I think, for sure. I actually think that uh, the only reason you're taking warriors is because you don't have the points to take something else. Yeah, because the, your other options in core are get to Longbeard soon, and I think they're just. I, I think all the other options in core are are better than warriors, and 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 literally the only reason to take warriors is is points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to fill out your core section. Or well, no, it's not. It's not that you need to fill it out. It's more that you know you want uh, to get a reasonable number of models. You need a certain uh, number of models. Yeah, and do it with or warriors. yeah, exactly. They can't take a runic banner, which puts them at a disadvantage. Yeah, um, I personally feel like they should be seven points a model. Probably. But, um, then they would then they would make sense compared to long or, or get the shield least. for free or get the shield for shield free. for free yeah. and then one yeah. point upgrade for a great great weapon. Yeah. Um, anyway, with warriors, I think I'd take great weapons because then you're still getting strength six on the charge. Very nice. What strength I could see, otherwise. I could see, uh, I could see taking um, like small units like taking a couple of units of 10 of these guys with great weapons and having them as count as a counter charge oh, unit. Wood elf player with his units of 10. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nobody a, does that as a counter charge unit explicitly. Right? Okay. Um, or maybe a unit of 15, right. You know, a small, yeah, a 15 small to 12 to 15, I think would be a better. small number. Yeah. So you could take a few casualties and still be disrupting in the flank. Right. Yeah. So you've got your bigger unit that's accepting a charge. And then these guys are just standing right beside them and charge right into the flank. I'll tell you, like, I know we haven't done all the items yet, but I think the only army list I would take dwarf warriors in would be a couple of deep units of them in the list that also has the rune that gives out a stubborn bubble. So then you've got a couple of deep kind of tarpets of warriors who are just going to stay there for the entire game. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Let's, let's, all right, we'll let's get move to that. On. Yeah. So the, the the nice thing is, you know, that we're debating about the pros and cons of the sure. core choices. That that's a good sign. So quarrelers and thunderers, these are uh, crossbowmen and and handgunners, mm-hmm. uh, respectively. Um, Twelve points apiece. So the big difference between them, obviously, we talked about the difference between the weapons, but the quarrelers uh, can take great weapons. Mm-hmm. Huge advantage. I, I think that is amazing. Yeah. So and shields too. Yeah. yeah, they can both take shields, um, but the quarrelers can take can take the the great weapons so now would you want to take great weapons yes uh i would assume that i'm taking quarrelers in a small enough unit that if they get charged they're all going to get obliterated before they get to hit back with great weapons that would be my assumption with quarrelers all Mm. depends on what army you're facing as well sure and depends on what if you're going to take 30 quarrelers then sure great weapons (laughs) would be awesome (laughs) yeah yeah that's the way i like to run them Mm. 
Yeah, so they come with, uh, uh, it's worth noting that all of the dwarf units come uh, by default with a minimum of heavy armor. Yeah. Um, so we hadn't talked about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, heavy armor all around. Yeah, I like um, I like the Quarrelers. I like the Thunderers. Um, I think the neat thing about the Thunderers is is that you can get the the champion with the brace of pistols. Mm. Um, I like You're that too. You're quite fond of the brace of pistols. Well, the neat thing about the brace of pistols is that it's it's range twelve, um, and so when someone is charging you, they count as short range. Uh, they count as short range for your for your handgunners. Then when they Indeed. shoot. So, so you're you're not taking the penalty for long range, and you're also not taking the penalty for stand, stand and shoot. And shoot. So you're hitting on fours, fours on a stand and shoot, which, which is pretty is darn good. Yeah, a strength four, definitely solid. Yeah, and it's free to take that upgrade. Too. It is a free upgrade as long as yeah. you've taken the champion. Um, yeah, you can get the free pistols. So I really like that. So I would say, um, you know, from a pure shooty perspective, I would I would probably take the Thunderers over the Quarrelers. You would, yeah, I really? think so. Mm -hmm. um, I would take. I think. I would take, I mean, I'm envisaging not using either in a, in a large way, but using maybe a small unit of one just to fill out core points. Mm -hmm. And I think in that case, I would use a small unit of quarrelers just for the extra range, because I don't want them to move at all. I want to just put them somewhere where they have a pretty good view of the battlefield and can just start zapping away at chaff. Yeah. Yep. Just start trying to delete some chef. I think either are a pretty solid choice, to be honest. Yeah. My personal preference would be the quar the thunder the quarrelers. I I, uh, I think the thunderers with shields uh, would be great for holding a building. Yes. Um. You know. Uh. Because they're going to devastate anything that charges. Well, at this them. is great with either having shields. Yeah. You're getting a really nice stand and shoot because you're not taking the. The, the penalty for stand and shoot and then you're getting your five, five up, up ward as well yeah yeah mm -hmm. so that's i think great. yeah these guys which is good right is this is what great. you think about dwarves is yep. they're very hard to exactly. get out of i'm gonna anywhere. shoot you then i'm getting my shield wall yeah. set up and <laughs> yeah then, yeah all right and uh and so either of those i would say if we're just gonna like compare as we're going through i would say these two points wise work out better than warriors yeah, yeah for sure um and then the 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 cream of the crop in the core for me, uh, yeah, the pick are, of the of bunch. course, the long beards. The long beards. And uh, the interesting thing now is you can do all long beard core. Yeah. Whereas previously you had to have a one-to-one -one ratio, yeah. right, of long beards to, um, to regular warriors. Yeah. Correct. So you couldn't even take long beards. You'd if have you to have, have four warriors. units before you could have two. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so to to clear up the picture around around long beards, their weapon skill five, yeah. strength and toughness four. Um, they're immune to psychology, um, and they have a special old. rule of old grumblers, which, yeah, <laughs> um, provided that they're not fleeing, any friendly dwarf unit within six inches of them can reroll failed panic tests. So <laughs> this is this just reminds me of uh, the Monty Python sketch where. Uh, it's the Yorkshireman talking about, you know, oh, luxury, lad, luxury. Back in my day, I used to have to lick the road clean with tongue. You know, uh, that was... Like uh, everything was always every, harder. Everything was harder always harder. Yeah, back, in <laughs> back in the old days, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, 
Flames by a phoenix? Boh, that's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We had ones twice that size back in my day. That's it. Um, (laughs) I love that fluff from them. Yeah. Uh, But these guys are very solid. Um, Again, they've got the heavy armor. Uh, They can take shield. They're 12 points each. They can take shields for a point and great weapons for two points. Mm -hmm. And the key thing is, of course, they can take a runic standard for 50 points. Sure. Which we'll get to when we cover cover runes um it's and it's any unit of long beards can take the runic standard it's not just one unit yep not just one uh, unit which is significant so they're very like very elite very solid but fairly priced i think everybody would agree yeah they are um i think for what you get which i think is a pretty consistent thing about this entire book to be honest a lot of the exception of the anvil with the exception (laughs) of the anvil which is and maybe the warriors which i actually think for the shield for the i think Mm. the shield should be free yeah Um, yeah that that could be true but because for me everything else i feel is spot on cost in the book because for me even with that four point Costing four points extra, long beards seem to be a pretty obvious choice over dwarf warriors. Oh yeah, strength yeah. four is Whereas if the, everything. Yeah, yeah, if the dwarf warriors, like you said, got the free shield, they might be yeah. at least be on a footing. So, so how would you take your long beards then? So many different ways. I love yeah. this unit. You can do you can do like a very nasty kind of death starry long beard unit. Forty of them, great weapons, probably shields too for the defense against shooting. Yeah. A few characters in there. That's gonna be a, a blender of a unit. Well yeah. yeah, on the charge they're gonna be strength seven. Strength seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everything fears strength seven. Yeah. Yep. Um I mean, I mean like these guys are like what hammerers in. used to be in the in the old book. They're as good yep. as, as hammerers were before yep. the update and you'd you can like invest all of your core points in a unit of 40 of these guys yep. that will blend most things other and you know that's just one nice build also a couple of deeper units 25 with hand weapon shield yep. something like that yeah. um with a, the runesmith in there with yeah. a runesmith in there maybe yeah. the stubborn banner so there's, there's a lot to, you can do they're with gonna them. have to kill every yeah. long For beard sure. pretty much just uh, a I, I think nice. when you think about dwarfs, this is the unit you're, you're really thinking of. Yeah, right? the this old, is that. Yeah, they've been through war, like war after war. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. just like killed more goblins than they care to remember. Yeah, yeah. I almost feel like you know the the warriors. They kind of feel like the knights errant of the. Uh, <laughs> A little bit of the dwarves. You yeah, know? and and long beards actually feel like the knights yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so actually i we don't have time to read it out now but if anybody gets a chance to look at the the dwarf book go to the Longbeard page and there's a nice like story in the bottom corner there about like you know the dwarfs lining up for war and there's a young kind of beardling who's scared of uh the other army and is like quaking in his boots and then the the long beards all like bustle up to the battle line ready to go and start like <laughs> grumbling about how these guys aren't like as good as like aren't as good as goblins used to be or whatever and this young beardling suddenly is just like filled with courage because he knows he can't let down the long beards I love so it. it's a really great story I yeah love it. all right that's the core okay done with core core let's move on to uh special Special. special special okay so you were just talking about them uh this is the hammers mm-hmm. i love the picture for the hammers guys just like draped yeah. in metal draped in metals uh, it's basically so metal well. beard and a great big hammer <laughs> yeah. and, and the model matches the so model perfectly is, yeah. Yeah. yeah with a kind of anvil shaped hat right yeah so i was a little a, bit yeah uh yeah some of them are a little anvil i, I 
one of the things that because I just started painting these guys, and I was like, all right, let's get all the uh, the lead belcher base coat on there. I start going through. I'm like, geez, that's the whole model. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I have some beard and 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 a couple of eyes left, and that's about it. So yeah. Okay, really so these cool. guys have the same profile as the long beards, with one extremely important exception. They have an extra attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they are stubborn, um, which is is fantastic. Always nice. You so you don't need to spend your uh, runic banner points on making them stubborn. Yep, yep. But you can spend it instead on making them immune to psych, yeah, <laughs> or whatever else you yeah. need to be. And the most important thing I think is that their their runic standard can be seventy five points. points. So they they have the option to really tool up. And there's and, one banner that pretty much. Only they can take, right? Yeah, there's. Uh, I think there's two that only so they we'll, can take. We'll get to yep. that later. But... Their champion can take a runic weapon. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, how many? Up to twenty five. So, did we meant, so these guys are fourteen points. Fourteen each, points, but they piece, come yeah. with the great weapon included. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fourteen is the same cost as a long beard with a yep. great, great weapon. weapon. Yes. Yep. So but for that you get the extra attack, attack. and yep. stubborn and stubborn. So and then they've got nice. a final special rule, which you is... can take a shield for one point. That's worth mentioning, which I would do. Because presumably this is going to be your your, You're get your shot killer unit a lot. that's yeah. going to get shot at. So yeah. I would take the shield for shooting protection. Yep, I'd I'd rather just do the shooting ward. Put, yeah, put the points into the shooting ward just banner. to keep the unit alive. <laughs> I would. I mean, right, imagine hey, hey, we'll get we'll get to that on a unit of thirty. <laughs> it's just thirty points to yeah, to true. keep this unit alive a little better. Yeah, I would do it anyway. Um, so what do the, you know? Yeah. What, do I, what do I know? What do you know? The only other special general? rule that they have is that they are often the, the king's bodyguard. So if the dwarf general is in the unit, uh, any member of that unit can accept the challenge, a challenge for as long as the general's in that unit. And I've used that. I, I love it. I think yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sacrificing those guys. <laughs> I imagine your, your unit gets charged by the demon prince who feels like he can just charge into any unit of yeah. of infantry and just blend through them. And you he can just kill one model a turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so how does that work? Because is it is it that... Um, they can't issue challenges. They can't no, issue. But a demon prince has to. All chaos ch- characters have to issue a challenge. Yeah. Oh, the warriors, demon princes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I think I think some of the vampire marks. Yeah, make some them vampires do have as well. to, and so that it really does. You know, those super super killy. A lot of the super super killy blender yeah, guys turn. usually have that built-in defect that you can just start feeding them these guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so nice. Yeah. It's a cool and and fluffy as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, and it's all it the it's kind of cool. Like you were saying that you can take a runic um, weapon on the the keeper, the gatekeeper, which is the champion, um, and he has three attacks. He's yeah. basically a thane. Yeah, um, he's just one less leadership. Everything else about him is a thane, and so you can give him. Um, you know, a flaming weapon or something like that. So once like, once you do that, hero. Yeah. yeah, he might get you the underdog challenge bonus for once. Yeah, nobody and, ever gets that bonus. Well, he has three attacks at weapon skill. I don't even five. know what that bonus is. It's like twenty five extra victory points if a champion kills a character in a challenge. Oh yeah, which is plausible for him. Which is actually huh. plausible. But um, if you give him if you give him a rune on his weapon, all of a sudden he he d- loses his great weapon. Oh, right. Yeah. So he attacks at a higher initiative. So you can use him to give the unit a magical attack or a flaming attack so all of a sudden he can try and negate regen on the unit that's attacking him before the 
Nice. Hammer's swing. And with three attacks, so weapons go five. He's likely to hit. Strength four or five, depending on whether you got the charge. Yeah. yeah. He could yeah. He could well do Adama that. Adama Pearson, if you have a, a Ruby. If you have a yeah. in there, yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right, nice. Nice. So Hammer is, I think, uh, I mean, very, I guess well, we can compare everything later, but I think they're one of the one of the very popular choices from this book. They, they, really they stand are, out as a, um, a, the damage output. But unit, the next unit, say. I think, actually balances well and yeah. you're left at least making a hard a decision, hard choice yeah. Yeah. it's actually a hard choice now. hammers are very definitely uh, as the name suggests a hammer yeah. unit right there they are heavy are heavy hitters yeah and then uh here's your 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 i guess heavy defenders it's like the it's iron like unstoppable force versus a movable object <laughs> that's it yeah so that's the iron it. breakers are your immovable object so so again uh same profile as a long beard but instead of the extra point of attack they get an extra point of leadership Mm, leadership 10 leadership 10 which is very nice <laughs> oh. uh, on on base troops leadership 10 is phenomenal yeah, yeah. so uh, is it same cost exactly the same cost. they are 14 yep. points yep. a model yep uh they are one of the few are uh, um that come with a shield built in and, and grom and with grom will uh, armor so, so they have a three, three up, up armor save. save armor save. three up armor save sorry and, and this they, awesome special rule the shield wall of grom which means that you always get that plus one bonus to the parry, not just just on turns that you're charged. Yeah, so, so they just have up. a five up combat ward, which straight is up. which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three up five up, yeah. pretty yeah. sweet. Uh, they cannot change their equipment at all no. on the on the troops. No, nope. um, they get what they get. Yep. So where is the um? Where they can't the, take the fifty points of standard. The fluff, the hammers are like the king's guard kind of thing. The iron breakers are the the guardians of the underground passageways kind of they thing. They fight like, through the mines. Well, yeah. they're they're the professional soldiers in the fluff. Um, they're the ones that are always fighting. Uh, most dwarf warriors are conscripts by mm -hmm. the fluff. Uh, same with even Hammers, the longbeards. Um, no, Ironbreakers. No, Ironbreakers. Well, Ironbreakers uh, specifically, it says they're like the underground fighters. Yeah, right? they are. That, mm. That's Yeah, that's what they're supposed to do, but they're they're the underground fighters because they are the professional soldiers. Right. So, so this um, is kind of a bit of fluff where it says, you know, as a as a very skillful fighter dwarf, you have kind of two routes to take. One of which is like mm -hmm. the glory route, being the hammerer, like with the fighting with the king and stuff. And then the other one is you're slightly more of an unsung hero. Yeah, but a down very in the trenches, of like, <laughs> yeah. like guarding the 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 cities from goblins and stuff underground. Yeah. So I think they're they have some neat upgrades for their champion. Yes. Yeah, so, really cool stuff. So he has uh he's he's called an iron beard, which I really like. Yeah. <laughs> um and if you've seen the models, they actually have beards right uh you know in um as part of their helmets. Like they've got these metal beards that kind of cover the bottom of their faces. Mm -hmm. Um uh so he can replace his shield with a brace of Drake fire pistols. And he can take cinder blast bombs. Mm. So Drake fire pistols um, are a bit like the uh, other pistols we were talking about uh, earlier, except in the shooting, they are strength five um, and flaming attacks as well as the multiple shots. So I think that's really nice. Um, again, especially against those units that have the, uh, the regen. Um, you know, you, you might be able to uh, pop that regen off, and well, I don't know. Would it apply to the rest of the it unit? Wouldn't, 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't. They would, they'd get the war- nobody. Nobody else in the unit can stand and shoot, so it wouldn't matter. And it only well, if he stands only and shoots, it, for, it would only negate it for that phase. Right, which is the movement phase. Which is the movement phase. It only negates it for the phase. The phase. I thought yeah. it was the turn. Worth you checking, know. but I think it's no, it's only the phase. Yeah, Ooh. I'm positive of that. Okay. Um, and then oh yeah, you're a troll player now. Unless unless you get to it's flaming in combat because you do use the. Uh, it is not flaming in combat. In combat, no, it's not. No, nope, uh, it's just extra attack for two hands. Okay, my my mistake. Yeah. Okay, so then the Cinder Blast bomb, Tom, will you talk us through that? Um, it's a missile weapon. Use the stone thrower rules, um, but you can move and fire. You have a range of two to eight inches, so pretty short range. Um, I guess you can't use it as a stand and shoot reaction if it's like a stone thrower. Yeah. So you can't. I guess you can't use it as a, a charge reaction. Well... But... Two to eight inch range strength, uh, three or six under the hole. Um, armor piercing and D three wounds for the model under the hole. Um, and then if you roll a misfire, you will roll a D six, and on a one you center the the template over the guy who threw it. So uh, I don't know. You get a very short range little stone thrower attack what do you think um i think it's too short of range yeah and the scatter is too big to me it's the same thing with um like the brass orb on skaven to have something that's a thrown weapon that can scatter 10 inches when the range is six right it seems like this this is a professional soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's trying to throw it maybe like four inches forward. Does it and does it could it, end up ten inches behind? It's just it's like I'm sorry, he's not that I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it, I I would I would accept scatters D six inches. Yeah. Um, you know, there's wind, there's oh the the chaos of battle in front of you, but sure. Um, yeah, but to to end up behind him when he's trying to throw yeah, him in front to me that's just lot. ridiculous. I don't think I would never take it just because, you know. Well, I mean, it, it's only fifteen points, sure, but um, you it probably could only also, get to use it once though. It, yeah, and you can land it on your own guys. Yeah, I mean, not and, very, not very dwarfy from that respect. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna but, say that's a bit of a miss. Yeah, okay. it's a huge miss for me. <laughs> okay. I'm like, why? It does doesn't fit the fluff. This that seems like more of something that would be in a Skaven army or something like that. So, so Iron Breakers in general, yay or nay? Uh, awesome, yay. Awesome, yay. But it's a hard choice between yeah, if you have. I two. presumably you do have to choose between them and hammers because you do, and then neither when, a, neither a core. Yeah, so you're gonna buy one special, one big special unit. Maybe. Yeah, it's got to be one of these. Yeah, and so you got to decide. You know, if you take if you take your long beards. As with great weapons and make them fighty killy, then you might want the iron breakers yeah. to have an anvil. Or you but if you do the beard anvil, yeah, if you do the long beard anvil, you have the hammers for your hammer. So, sure, yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good to have yeah different ways of setting so, up that, that hammer anvil dichotomy. Yeah, so yep. you can kind of units. it. It is a hard choice though. Yeah, but at at that point, I like it. I like that they make it hard choices because that means you're going to see different armies mm-hmm. yep. whenever. 
And it's worth mentioning that both of them have beautiful models. So yeah. if we get to see them Which yeah. they... cropping up in different armies, then go for it. Yeah. For me, right. for me, it's Ironbreakers, I think. I would stat wise or model breakers. wise. Uh I think stat wise, I I just like the reliability of them and the and the you know, the ability to soak the damage. Um and mm-hmm. then and then I would use the long beards in the in the attacky hammer type role. Sure. Um having played with the hammers and felt the pain of how, how comparatively squishy they are. They are very squishy um, with only just the heavy armor um in close combat. It, it's And always strikes last, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, keeping us on special. Um, okay, yeah. We will go to miners. Slayers? Min- uh, we'll do miners first. Okay, miners. Miners yeah. are pretty much the, the exact same as the last edition. Steam drill is the same. They still have a great weapon. Um, they get blasting charges, which I think they had in the last edition. In fact, I'm positive they did because they even have the little bits in the in the kit. Um the nice thing that they did give them is the turn that they come out this time, they're minus one to be shot at. Um, and that's usually what you're using them for is to pop them out and try and take out that gun line that's on the other side of the table from you. So it's nice to be able to pop them out and know that maybe a few of them will be alive after taking a round of shooting before they can charge. I, re- so I really worth, like these guys. Yeah, yeah. W- worth noting that's, you know... They're 10 from, points. Yeah, and... and to add a little anecdote to that, we we played a kind of test game. We were trying to test out the power of this book, and I played against Aiden with my Chaos Dwarfs, against yep. Aiden Field and Ricky's Dwarfs. Yeah, Ricky's first iteration yeah, on, on of a, army list of a versus list. Uh, Tom's tuned. So we just tuned. played it up. For, yeah, my well-tuned Chaos Dwarf kind of tournament list. Yeah. And uh, the, the Miners were one of the stars of the they show, were absolutely popping up all between stars. my little... Uh, yeah my little <laughs> rocket bunker and taking out both my death rockets and the and, wizard and the, wi- and and the, the wizard, wizard yeah. who stands with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what they're, that's what they're great for or to pop them up. Um, if you kind of hold a corner over the table with your main battle line, you can pop them up on that flank and then either hit in the flank or the rear once the, the enemy's engaged. Yeah. yeah. So this, I, for me, the uh, steam drill, um, it's it's 25, well, 35 points because you have to pay for the prospector and then another 25 for the steam drill. Um, I I do love that upgrade. I think it's really worth it just to have that re-roll to bring re-roll them in. Re-roll the ambush, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, otherwise, so, they're dirt cheap for what they do. You yep. know, heavy armor, great weapon, something that can pop up behind the enemy, you know. Very, so a hit, uh, very nice. A hit yeah. with the miners. I, I love yeah. the miners, and to me, they're it's an auto-include of, of at least one unit. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. The vers- if you're doing if you're doing an infantry army, then auto include for sure. Yeah. And uh, and the models for them are still great. Yeah. Like they F- very uh, yeah. characterful. With oh the yeah. Little, like, the uh, little pickaxes, and they have the candles all over themselves. <laughs> and the kit has the pony and all this like mm. great little bits in there. So it's a it's a good kit. Very cool. Okay, uh, Slayers. This is the last of the Slayers. special uh, infantry choices here. So Slayers, uh, the fluff for them, of course, hasn't, hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Uh, they, they are... Dwarfs who've been disgraced in some way they have in a battle. or death otherwise. wish, effectively, and now. They, yeah, they've, just t- they've taken the Slayer Oath, which is that they have sworn to die in battle against testing their skill against the biggest, fiercest monsters they can find. Yeah. So it's like an evolutionary process. Um you know, these guys will just charge at the biggest, scariest thing on the field. So the ones who are still alive have probably got 
pretty awesome by te- <laughs> continually testing themselves against yeah. huge scary stuff yeah so it, go- it goes up uh um, in four levels um starting with just the, the basic slayer which used to be called troll slayers troll, that it used to be troll slayers yeah. Yeah. uh and then the giant slayer uh and then giant slayer is just the champion in the, the well slayer unit, it, right? it sort of is or is he not you can take an, as many oh, yeah. giant slayers as you want yeah okay so that is a bit different but so, they are and can they take runic weapons they're 12 point per model yes they can yeah each mm. one can take up to 25 points of runic weapons and the cool thing about slayers in general is they can be a five man unit right so they can be these small little elite unbreakable units okay and you can tool them all up to be a unit of five. So your with... unit could just be five giant slayers yep. coming in at twenty-four points per model, yes. all with different runes on them. So almost, almost like you can do with ogre man eaters. Actually, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Cool. You can really tweak them out, yeah. and then you throw in a dragon or demon slayer in there, which is the hero and lord level slayers. Um, the the benefits. So let's go through the let's slayer go through the rules. Basic yeah. Slayer first. Yeah. Slayer so, is as he's always been. Weapon skill four, strength three. Yeah, leadership ten, unbreakable. Yes, and uh, the giant slayer uh, is an extra point of weapon skill and strength, uh, initiative and attack. Mm-hmm. They still have the slayer axes rule, which means they can choose to fight with either uh, two hand weapons or a great weapon. I think that's great. It's you do it at the start of each combat. So mm-hmm. if you've got the charge. Uh, and you know your strength four base because your giant slayers or whatever, right? And you've charged elves or something. Yeah, you can just, just take the take extra the attack. Weapons Why and not? Them up. Of course. Uh, so the the stuff that's new, they've got this death blow special rule. Um, so if you're reduced to zero wounds by close combat attacks, not including impact hits, you can make a single death blow attack, uh, resolved against any enemy model and base contact. And is treated like a normal combat attack, other than its unusual sequencing. It's cool. It's like squigs blowing up or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like that. It, it's really nice. It counts against uh, combat resolution. Sure, so, so you forth, just get an so. extra swing at the end. Yep. Uh, and and uh, especially good because they've got no armor. Right. Right. For so sure. they're going to die. They're going to die, and you get something out of it. They have yeah. no save at all, really. Yeah. yeah. So they also get the uh, the they have the a rule that they've the, had for quite a while yeah, about the, the slayer, slayer strength. Rule. Um, the difference here is though that so this the, this rule is um, you ignore they ignore any penalties to strength and always wound on a to wound roll of four plus unless they need lower. Yep. Um, the big difference is that they use their own strength characteristic for determining armor save modifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. So yes, you might wound it on a four up, but if it's got a two up armor save, sure, uh, it's you know, and you're only strength three because you're a slayer, uh, it's still going to have its two up armor. But it, save. of course, as it's supposed to, makes them great at killing monsters, which are generally very tough, but with no armor. Yes, or so, low armor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you know, if you're against something like toughness six, you may as well choose to use your two hand weapons because the the great weapon is not going to help you anymore because you'll be wounding on a four up anyway. So now you get two attacks that wound on a four up. Yep. So yep. pretty nice. Yep. And the final special rule is that uh, only slayers can join slayer units, mm-hmm. slayer characters. Okay. So the demon slayer special rule is that that any ward saves that are made by them must be re-rolled. So mm-hmm. that, that's nice and fluffy because all the demons have ward saves. Yep. 
and then the dragon slayer um well, i think i like his a bit better his... well actually the demon slayer gets the dragon slayer rule as well he does he does is that as uh... you go up the hierarchy you just accumulate rules oh that's nice so in the, yeah the so the dragon slayer rule is multi wounds d3 when attacking monsters oh that's very uh, good so demon slayer gets that and the re-roll ward save. So he turns into a, a demon blender, yeah, essentially. Yeah, fantastic. Especially really considering monsters. he can take 100 points of runic weapons. Yep. Uh, but again, incredibly squishy. So the big difference is that you cannot then have a an army of slayers where you used to be able to uh, have a slayer army. Right. Um, I, d I think in the last edition, you could. I think it was you, two editions ago that you could have a slayer army. No, that was the Storm of Chaos. So Storm oh, of Chaos, yeah. you could have a slayer army? Okay. Yeah. So I, um, you haven't been able to do a slayer army for a little while. No, you would still have to do something with your core, but mm -hmm. um, I mean... Could, you could make your warriors, you could paint them slayerish. Sure, yeah, yeah, why not? You could. You could, if you wanted you to could. theme it out that way. Sure. Um, the cool thing, like the slayer unit can still take a 50-point uh, runic standard mm -hmm. so there's the potential to do something interesting there um potential to protect them if you really yeah. wanted to there i mean uh, you know 12 points per model with a unit of five they they actually make good chaff because they're unbreakable mm -hmm. so they're not going to take any psychology tests you can run them one wide five deep and little conga line. do little conga lines with them you know i like the idea of just of like little units of all giant slayers yeah like super elite mm -hmm. especially if you have um when we go into runes there's a one that gives everybody in a little bubble a five up watergate shooting so if you keep your slayers within that yeah keep a, them alive till they keep actually them alive, get, to get them in combat and yep get them kicking out because because a giant slayer is initiative three which isn't terrible against a lot of opponents yeah. they'll they'll get to hit first yep well, or hit, Simo. hit before they yeah. die. I yeah. mean, send yeah. them into great weapon stuff. Do a bit of blending. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And the death blow back. Too. Yeah, another yeah. death blow. Mm, okay, so hit or miss slayers in general. Um, in, uh, bit yeah. of both, really. Yeah, a bit I, of I like both. them. Yeah. You like them? I like them. I, I think they're fluffy. I think I would run them. It's like they're iconic for they sure. They are iconic. Yeah. Uh, I would probably run. Uh, I like the Slayer heroes, like the Dragon Slayers. Yeah. I think they're very good value for points. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, they make great one-of. Um, you know, they can be individual characters sitting by themselves. Sure. Um, I actually think they probably cause uh, more psychological damage. <laughs> I mean, they're only 70 points, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think they can uh, intimidate your opponent unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, uh i like a small unit of of it doesn't even have to be all five giant sure. slayers right you could have three regular slayers yep. and two giant slayers in there well i would probably yeah. do i'd probably do five um well if you take if you take the hero or the the lord level you need to at least have that five man bunker to put him in yeah because otherwise he's just going to die before he gets anywhere and uh and it's so cheap you know to yeah. take I think I would write one into my. I think 60 I would. Points, right? I don't know if I take a unit, but I think, like Aiden was saying, I'd write a, a dragon slayer into my list, 
because it's cheap and because there's that goddamn beautiful model that was just yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, it's super it dynamic. Nice that was painted with the uh, pants from the Gaulish village. Yeah, like, what? You know, yeah. The, the blue obelix, and white stripes. The yeah. obelix yeah. pants, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from Asterix and Obelix. I need to, I need to see this. So in, yeah. in Asterix and Obelix, there's a big, fat one with like bright red hair and a big, bright red beard. And He's he super strong. the exact yeah. same pants. That's right, same pants. <laughs> so I think, I think the, the studio guys must have done oh, that. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt they all read Asterix sure as kids. I'm sure they all read Asterix, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. so I think that's go. all the infantry, right? That's all the infantry, uh, at least all the special infantry. All the special, yeah, uh, going to rare. Let's, oh, no. let's cover the guns first. Or do you want to, do you want to finish the infantry? Let's do the infantry, finish the infantry the and guns. then we'll go to the guns. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, the two infantry units left. One is rangers. Let's talk about Should those. Rangers? For yeah. me, rangers are one of the like underrated units They're, of this book. You they are my favorite You unit. don't hear anybody talking about like them really. They don't make it into a lot of the lists that I've seen online. Well but I, I think they're fantastic. Again yeah. in our in our test game I thought they were they were really good. Yeah. Um being able to place a scouting unit. Again this is a, this is another one of those tools that you've got. I mean you you've had this before but uh I, I don't know exactly how the old army list on the old army book worked, but I look at this and it's like I got a unit of scouts uh, who have great weapons. Yeah. Crossbows and, and a hand-thrown weapon. Yeah. So that's the thing. So this is this is the thing. They're the same points as a quarreler with a great weapon. Yeah. And yet on points. top of that, yeah, same yeah. as quarreler with great weapon. Yep. But They're the top, exact same they've points. They've got scouts. They've got the throwing weapon, which is uh-huh. strong, yep. which is is better. Yeah. Um, in certain situations. Yep. They don't get shield wall to quarrelers. Quarrelers get shield wall, right? So that's the difference. They don't get shield wall. They don't get shield. They don't. But okay. You, but you've got a great weapon anyway. You've so got a great weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really like that. Uh, you know these guys are super flexible. Yeah. And they do get they force your opponent to to do things right. You know yeah. you you have you're getting into their face. Right. And it's another way to get into the face with the dwarves. Right? And and if you even if you don't deploy them outside your zone, it's it helps you react where you need them. Yeah. Yep. You know. And I think they do something that dwarfs really need, which is early game chaff deletion. Yeah. Because yep. a lot of what we've talked about previously kind of tactic wise, we've mentioned hammer and anvil a lot. You know, yep. you want to get an an opponent in against a tough anvil unit and then hit them with a hammer but that's always impossible if your opponent can just redirect the hammer yeah while picking apart the anvil these guys have so many abilities to take out chaff right yeah you know yeah. they can shoot them from afar yeah they can deploy to make sure they're near them and just charge into them with great weapons or or even just stand on their flank and and throw axes yeah. at them exactly you know, yeah. so for me the this is an, an auto take well yeah i i've for me this is the reason why i will probably never take quarrelers again because mm-hmm. once i realized that that the these same. guys are the same points yeah. cost as what i was paying for my quarrelers um you know and i i'm not a you know the next unit we're going to talk about I, i'm not a fan of just fluff wise so um these guys are going to be two yeah. units of them in every list. Sure. Even even if I take the units down to just five man groups, mm-hmm. they're going to be in there. Right now, I love running them at fifteens. That's yeah. the other great thing is they can be five, and they're just five plus. Yep. Yeah. You know, so you can take them as small or as large as you need. Yep. And in fact, you know, as a chaff unit, um, 
at five five models, you know, it's only 70 points. So you can deploy them as scouts sure. where, where you want them in the middle of the battlefield yeah. to be able to redirect Wherever something. The, you know, you or block Death Vanguard Star, or stuff like that. Deploy them exactly, you know, 12 inches away from that Death Star. Like, going to stand in its way. Yep. Like, hold it up for a round. Um, and, you know, there's oftentimes going to be a really nice spot for them. Like, if there's a tower in the middle of the board or something, just put them yeah. in there and start pinging away at chaff. Yeah. I, great. I, I really like them. Uh, I, th yep. I think they're really effective. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, we got them in the game that we, that test game. Yeah. And I played against them Between... in, in SPDM. Yeah. Uh, my opponent, my dwarf opponent had a, a little unit of rangers with bugmen actually. And yeah. He got them in a tower and just started gunning away a little bit. It was, yeah. it was fun. They're great. Okay. Last unit. And this is a, a new unit to the, to the army. Yes. Uh, the, the Iron Drakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fluff behind these is they're they're kind of like um, uh, iron breakers who've been upgraded to Promoted heavy to, heavy artillery. Yeah. Effectively, uh, they're carrying what amounts to a flamethrower um, type of weapon. Type of weapon. Kind it's of not. Mean. It's it, not. I guess it shoots more like a little bolt of fire rather than yeah. a big. Yeah, and it's aimed for taking out uh, taking Skaven out of tunnels. Effectively. Yeah exactly yeah so so the weapon itself is called the drake gun it's 18 inch range strength five armor piercing dwarf crafted flaming attacks and most importantly quick to fire mm. so these this is one of the few missile units that you can move, move and shoot and shoot um, i would say that's the one just like the gun huge. is great yeah. but there's the, that line the ability to move and shoot too. i think is is the I mean, yep. weapon hot, skill five, strength spot. four, leadership yep. ten. Yeah, leadership ten. I think that, and they have a special, uh, they have a special Grumrill armor, which is, uh, you know, normal four up armor, but six up ward and two plus against anything flaming. Mm -hmm. So um, you want to introduce these guys to the uh, Kadai Destroyer, the Kedai Destroyer <laughs> maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he would mince them up um, pretty quick. Uh, with the thunderstomp, thunderstomp, but yeah. uh, e even still, you the know, thunderstomp isn't flaming. No, no, no stomps or ever. stomps don't have your special, special rules, rules. Yeah, unless explicitly noted, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of the neat things that these guys can take the the champion can take yeah. a troll hammer, the troll hammer torpedo. Which I really like that. I like that a lot too. Yeah, so it's um, it's strength cool eight, uh, 24 inch range, so a little, little longer range than the rest of the unit. Um, does D3 wounds, flaming attacks. So it's going to be a nice thing to just shoot at a unit of trolls or something, yeah. exactly as the name, exactly as it says on the tin. Um, well, that, it's great for killing big monsters. Yeah, you know? strength eight. Put strength a couple eight. of wounds on them. Anything with regen, mm -hmm. just A-bombs. That's the A-bomb killer right there. Yeah, absolutely. So, did we, so these are 15 points a model, right? Yeah, they are. But uh, for 15 points a model, they're they're solid. I mean, they are. You you get what you pay for with these guys. I you mean, know, the funny thing is, you this can throw when... them out on any flank and yeah. with leadership ten. They're not going anywhere. Um, put them next to a unit of long beards, and you don't even need your general anywhere nearby. True. You know, the funny thing is that when the rumors when rumors started circulating about the dwarf books and the rumor about these guys came out, they were the the thing that got the most like complaints and like anger from forums about you know people calling them overpowered um i think people have started to 
feel like they're really not overpowered. I don't think they are. They're I mean, so expensive. They're, they're expensive. expensive. Yeah. They're ballistic skill um, three. They're a rare choice. Rare choice. Um, and they don't they don't have a shield uh, or the shield wall. Although they do get the six up. They have a six up anyway. ward save. Um, uh, they and their leadership ten, which is great. Um, but you know they're not stubborn or or anything like that and they do have a fairly limited range you know yeah it's only an 18 inch range which you know is an effective 21 inch for a dwarf mm -hmm. which means in the first first turn you're still generally not being able to shoot at anything um but you know they are they are a high priced yeah. high powered elite unit sure unless you make a pretty major investment in them you're only gonna generally see like 12 ish yeah, 14. small, small number. Yeah, small number of them. Mm -hmm. And I really think so. you're, you know, in a lot of games you might only be able to shoot twice with them. So yeah, the yeah. W another advantage over if we're going to compare to rangers, which are a rare unit as well, and they get the advantage of being able to take a, a runic banner. Yeah, they which do. Is pretty nice rune of slowness against them in particular. Yeah, will be very nice, which yeah. uh, reduces the charge roll. Of somebody charging them. Yeah, so you get two opportunities to stand and shoot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, okay. So I'm going to say a solid choice, but not overpowered. Yeah, um, and I think what's really nice um, before we before we go on to to the Guns. war machines, um, I think what's really nice about all of the infantry units, there's none of them where we said, uh, "Oh, we'd never take these guys." Yeah. I mean, the the closest one we had was the dwarf warriors. Dwarf warriors. Right? Um, and and I think that's only because everything else in the army is is so uh, much more interesting and and fulfills a very specific role. Whereas yeah. the dwarf warriors are really they're almost uh, um, like cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, you know they don't do. But they, there's even better stuff for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I think I think Ricky, you got it right. If they were a little cheaper, you might see them taken more but yeah I, you would take them as buses then and, i don't and drive mm -hmm. that lord around but you know, yeah i can't um, see them seeing a lot of tournament play no and, and even, unless you're even, throwing great weapons on them people take them for great weapon stars but really. yeah okay it turns into a it turns out as a relatively cheap great weapon unit if you're yeah. you know just taking 40 Plus of them, people from say, 400, 400 people points. from the last edition are going to have those models yeah. all over because that, that was the preferred method so yeah Oversized meatball. Okay, so uh, it's getting pretty late in the studio, I want to call it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I think rather than try and squeeze the rest in, what we'll do is we will split it up over two episodes. So uh, in the next episode, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about artillery. Yeah, and we'll finish the dwarf review with artillery, special uh, characters, special characters, the rune system. I think, I think that's so. Uh, that's like a really interesting. If part we didn't have the... the rune system to do, we could get the rest done. Yeah, right now. But, but the rune system, we want to spend a little time over. It, it's got a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of depth there. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, then we'll talk about you know some of our army list builds. Yep. Um, we've been cooking up a few, um, and I'll give us a chance to cook up a few more. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we've talked about each unit in a vacuum, kind of, whereas... Now let's talk about yeah, the we'll functioning about how they army. how they combine to form different army builds. Yep, and uh, and we'll talk maybe a bit about sort of lists that we're ex going to expect to see, um, and maybe even a bit about how we might uh, 
defeat these sure yeah we have uh, to talk about that as well playing against them yeah oh that's easy just make me just make me the general (laughs) and and you'll defeat him every time (laughs) and for everyone else we'll talk about actual strategy (laughs) all right well um and the champion of the pit, Belg. Oh no, Sigvald. Maybe back. Will we? Will we have a, another pit next next time? Yeah, we should be should? able to. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, okay. But unless I fail at painting, but um, <laughs> but we all know Ricky doesn't fail yeah. at painting. So. No. Okay, so next up is uh, I believe Alith Anar. Yeah. From yeah. The, the Shadow King. The Shadow King. Yeah, the oh, fluff on him is super Shadow cool. King. Shadow King. But it's really mysterious. It's like the, there's the fluff makes it sound like he's super cool and does all this stuff, but then but nobody just, really it knows. Just alludes to it, <laughs> yeah. Without actually saying it, he's like, like a high elf ninja. Yeah, I was kind of trying to read it, and I was like, "So, is he real?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a super cool guy. He's ranged, so this is going to be the first time where we're going to be shooting. Um, shooting. We're going to be actually, you know, other than Skarsnik, who actually had a little bit of a magic phase. There's actually going to be a ranged attack happening. If Sigvald um, gets into combat, is Aelithan just done, or does he have any, no, he any has, combat moves? It's not too bad. He's right. a lord level. He yeah. he might survive, but most likely he's We mainly just want him to shoot Sigvald. Yeah. Well, we absolutely want him to shoot that, <laughs> that um, yeah. Just yeah. poser. Yes, yeah, poser. over here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so uh, we'll try and shorten the turnaround time Um we know in the next podcast yeah let's do it next uh, week see if we can get it done next week get it out um so apologies for for uh setting ourselves up for greatness and only delivering halfway uh, i blame tom and <laughs> Me too. Uh, yeah. uh i blame the depth of our conversation we just go so deep <laughs> <laughs> yes it's reached that stage of the night uh. Uh, and on that and on that wonderful, charming note, uh, we will leave you and see you again in a week. Thank uh, you very much. Good night. Thank you.